Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Red hot comic book movie news. Shooting up your butthole. The Weekly Planet, the Weekly Planet. Denizens of the internet, welcome once again to another episode of The Weekly Planet, the official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. This week I am your host, Nick Mason, uh, regular host James, Mr. Sunday Movies, has been uh, laid low by a plague of medieval proportions, uh, pleurisy, Did that, is that what they had back in the day? Pleurisy. Heresy, I'm thinking of heresy. Heresy, I don't he's, know what either of those things he's are. Been, he's been drowned for heresy. I uh, know the Black Plague. That's, that's only, probably what he has, yeah. That's the only medieval-based thing that I know. So assuming he hasn't died from that, uh, we'll see him back next week. Well, we wish him a speedy recovery from the Black Plague. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So look, never fear, listeners. You've heard the voice. Uh, this won't be an hour of me sitting in a room alone, tinfoil hat on, talking about how they faked the moon landings. Which they did, obviously, because yeah. you can tell from the reflections. <laughs> Look, um, I have roped in a very special guest uh, today, podcast royalty, one half of the excellent podcast of The Little Dum Dum Club, stand-up comedian, TV writer, illustrator, soulless corporate mascot. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. uh, co-founder of the Kentucky Friendship Club. Oh, yeah. It's... Mr. Tommy Daslow. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Meso. I now would just... I, lo- I want to hear the tinfoil cast of just you wearing a little hat. Yeah. And just... There oh, must be... So- there must be, like... I've never looked into this conspiracy theory podcast. Absolutely. There's, there's got to be... A- See, somebody sent me an article, actually, just recently, um, and it was, this is the proof that the moon landing was faked. Oh, and I it was, love it. It was a link to a YouTube video from, like, a talk show of the 90s, and Neil Armstrong was being interviewed, and it's... The, the, the host is like... So, Neil, what was it like walking on the moon? And he looks really sad for a second. And then he, then he answers the question. And people are like, that's the proof. He's been holding on to guilt for like 30, 40 years, you know, the, the, more than half his life because he's part of this conspiracy. He knows. Yeah, he knows. But I mean, that's, that's not why he's sad. He's sad because other things have gone on in his life, but nobody, you know, for 50 years, nobody's asked him anything other than what was it like. Yeah. To, to, he's like, ask me about my grandkids. Ask yeah. me about my charitable donate. Ask me about my golf swing. Ask me about anything. But you've just, you've just made me realize, like, I've never thought about this. Like, all those guys, that must be 
pretty constant that they get asked in the street. There's enough yeah. weirdos out there that would stop them and go, seriously though, you guys faked it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I reckon totally. they'd get that at least once a day, yeah, just definitely. walking around. Just at the supermarket or whatever. Yeah. They'd get the weird look of like, I recognise that guy. Yeah. And then they would, somebody would look down and Google it and be like, oh, it's Neil Armstrong. Here we go. Now's my moment. <laughs> And How then, are you, you, so you're recognising someone in a supermarket and then you're Googling who is this guy yes. that I can see in the supermarket. Yeah, right no, you've now. got a, you've got a glimmer of recognition and Google like, is getting really good. So good, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, that would happen a lot and I, I, it must just, I love the thinking of that person asking. Going, yeah, yeah. They've never admitted it in an interview. Yep. It's never come out. It's been a tightly held secret. But I'm just going to ask him on the street. And maybe and he'll give gonna, me a wink. Yeah, he'll give me a straight answer. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be the guy. You'll be the hero. But you would, wouldn't you? If you, if I was Neil or Buzz or any of those guys, I would just find <laughs> Buzz, one guy. Buzz, like his face with us. <laughs> we all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, if I was one of those guys, I would find just one person that asked me just once, I'd yep. go, yeah, we faked it. And I no one will just, ever believe you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That totally. would be that, and you'd ruin that person's life. You definitely would, yeah. Their, their existence would be. I swear to Christ, he said it to. And I was in a supermarket. A I googled him. I was very sure it was him. <laughs> I used to get um this magazine series. It was one of those ones. It was would have been fifteen years ago or something. And uh, it was one of those ones where the first issue came with a big binder to yep. keep all the future uh, editions in. I had Takeoff magazine. It was a yep. lot of planes. Yep. So mm-hmm. you're so from issue one, you're in for the long haul because yes. you've got this binder uh-huh. and it just looks ridiculous. You've got to have them all in there. Yeah. And it was, um, I forget what it was called. It was like, it might have even been called X Factor or something because it was Ooh. obviously before the TV show. But sure, it was yeah. all about, um, one issue would be all about Roswell and then yep. another one, there was a whole issue on the faked moon landing uh-huh, and sure. they had, you know, as you can get very easily on the internet now, just dissecting all the photos and yep. big circles on where the shadows are. And I remember being on a family car trip and just sitting in the back seat reading this and my whole world just imploded <laughs> and going, oh, mum, dad, have you, do you, have you know heard about this? Because I, I thought like, the magazine was like providing the scoop. Sure, like yeah. They were the first ones to get their hands uh-huh. on this information. Every week they discover a new thing about the world that, yeah. that the mainstream media would not touch. Yeah, and I just felt like, oh, this is going to be on the news tonight. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is going to be, the, the whole world's going to come crumbling down. <laughs> but yeah, do you seriously believe that it was fake? No, not at all. Okay. I don't believe that people are competent enough to get away with it for so long or like so devoted to the cause. I think people would just be like, look. We we did it. Look, it's time. It's time enough to reveal. Or somebody would get a book deal, and they'd be like, "Look, it's it's time to yeah. get the cat out of the bag." I like the idea that one of those guys dies, and that's. I like that word. idea too. <laughs> <laughs> I just like idiots. I just like the idea of dying. <laughs> so good. Yeah, your bloody precious moon can't save you now, can it, mate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. So we're right, sort of in the thick of Melbourne Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. You're what well, you are. You're right in there as well. You're doing you're doing a show, Tommy. I am. By the doing time this show. comes out, there'll be one more show of yours. Yes, to, to there'll see, be. I think. So hopefully, it's packed out with listeners of this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I feel like it's kind of relevant to the interests of people who listen to. this. Well, I was going to say, I was going to open with, "Hey, Tommy, what are your nerd credentials? Like, what what qualifies you to be on a show for nerds mm-hmm. by and for nerds?" But I think if you explain what your show is about, I think we'll we'll have covered okay, that. Okay, so a fringe festival show is uh, it's called Con Air Two Convoyage. Great. It's a live action sequel to 
in my mind, the greatest movie of all time, Con Air. Great. And it's set on a boat, Speed 2 style. Mm. And this is the thing that we've come to realise is that it's actually, you would think that it would be chock full of things for the Con Air fan. Yep. But it's, there's actually more Speed 2 stuff in it wow. than Con Air. <laughs> so, so the, 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 D, the DNA, the, the most progressive part of the DNA is the boat. Like the boat takes over. Kind of, yeah. So it's kind of like the... Like, the dominant like gene. Pretty much three characters. The only three characters, or no, I guess four characters from the original Con Air who didn't die at the end. Yep. Uh, they're on a boat. Great. That gets taken over. And then, yeah, pretty much everything else just kind of mirrors Speed 2. Fantastic. Like we, yeah, the boat runs aground at the end like it does in Speed 2 where... Have you seen Speed 2? Yes. It's diabolical. Absolutely, there, yeah. There's a bit at the end where the, it hits land. Yep. And it runs aground and it looks like it just goes for like a hundred kilometers. Like it gets I so just threw far it into the in city, land. yeah. Yeah, it gets yeah, so, yeah. so we had this idea which we didn't do, but we love the idea of our boat in our show running aground and just going like going straight through to the other side of a country, like uh-huh. just cutting right through and then yep, coming sure. out the other end. But uh but yeah, that didn't make it in. But um but yeah, so we, we had this idea. It's just me and my friends used to joke about it all the time, how funny it would be if they'd done that. And then, yeah, me and, uh, uh, my friend Kate Dennett, who is a fellow stand-up comedian mm-hmm. in Melbourne, uh, we, we've written and put together this show. And this weird thing happened like maybe two, three months ago where they were interviewing the director of the original Con Air. Oh, sure. He, he, Why wouldn't they? Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what he's done recently, but they asked him about, cause it's weird that they, it is really weird that they never made a second one. Yeah. Because it made so much money. Nicolas Cage was a star. That he, yeah. sh- he was shining so bright. Man, they're all stars. Like, yeah. Cusack, Malkovich, you've got all these big, Hashimi, uh-huh. like all these big stars in it. And like, our show is really stupid. And so they interviewed the director and they said, you know, would you do a Con Air 2? And he said, yeah, I'd love to, but you know, it'd have to be pretty out there. Like, right, right. You know, you'd have to do something like you set it in space. Sure. And all the original criminals that died come back as cyborgs. Mm, and we're yeah. like, man, he has made our show look sensible. Yeah, like, very much so. His pitch for Con Air 2 is dumber than our one uh-huh. that's set on a boat and has white collar criminals in it. Was there a twinge where you're like, Oh, we're gonna, we have to change this. We have to put, we have to put the third act in space. <laughs> no, it was kind of perfect actually, cause it was like, if his had been sort of c- kind of close to ours, it would have ruined it. But yeah. I think that the fact that his is so, cause it, that's the great thing about the quote. He says, you could do it if you had it in space and yep. with cyborgs. Sure. If the writing was really good, it could work. Absolutely. Like, how would the writing be good for that? Like, right. In those parameters, yep. how can the writing possibly well, be What you good? do is you just get the script for Jason X, Jason Friday the 13th in space. Oh, yeah. And you just chop out Jason and you just put in Nicholas Cage. Cyrus the Virus. Thank you, yes. Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. There we go. Excellent. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, that, that would be the hardest. Like, Malkovich is such an iconic part of the film, but mm. they kill, they kill him at the end. Yeah. That's a, that's a dumb, <laughs> if you're setting up a big uh-huh. action movie, you leave a thread hanging. You leave the thread, you leave the post-credit sequence where there's a lot of rubble on the street and his hand comes up out of the rubble and then you know he's coming back. Yeah, or just him, yeah, him goofing around and he didn't really die. Like, yes. guitar style. Like, yeah. bloopers over the credits. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you think there should be more live action sort of remakes or sequels to stuff? I saw recently, this, oh, this was a couple of years ago, uh, just bring it back to the nerd stuff. Um, Miracle Man is this sort of, this, unfinished sort of comic book epic from back in the, like from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like Neil Gaiman took a shot at it and, right. Alan, and Alan Moore and stuff like that. They all partake in it. And a couple of years ago, there was a live theatrical version of it in Melbourne. Oh. Like the, like the first act, like the first four issues or whatever. So, oh no, so someone's rewritten 
the first four issues As for this live event. Yeah, for this live event. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say like the script, you know, is out there. No, no, like, there's you no know, script. Confederacy of Dunces. Like yep, we're always uh-huh. trying to turn that, and they've uh-huh. got they've gone so far as to do live readings of the script, and yep. people go and they go. This was incredible. Why is it not just, produced? It yeah. just never gets made. No, this is just two really big fans of the ah, show. Ah, okay. And it was kind of it's sort of similar where they play a lot of different characters and stuff like that. And like it gets to this end, the end of it, and it's you know it's Miracle Man, this duality of this guy who's got this secret identity, but he's also this superhuman or whatever. And he takes off all his clothes and he's fully frontal naked in this in this theater. Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh wow, this like when you take this like I really like the comic book, but when you take this out live, it's really quite intense. You know, yeah. this, this this is so intense. And then. On the drive home, I'm like, "Hang on, wait a second. And I and I went and I reread those issues. And at no point does he does he get fully frontally naked. <laughs> like this, this this was completely unnecessary. You've just got nude for no reason. So it's just a guy who just the guy who put this show on just yeah. wants to be in the buff in front of people. I think that's pretty and much it. He just it. happened to be reading Miracle Man at the time, and he's like, Any "Oh, excuse. you think it'd probably be a bit of sausage in this bit? Yeah, if you t- yeah. really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. It I really shows it. my vulnerability I and do. my dick. <laughs> I would." Yeah, I, it's funny that you say the more live action things of, of stuff like that because I was talking to someone uh, and we came up with this idea that that based on an idea they had that I then extrapolated on that I love the idea of doing a thing that you'd call um, whatever you'd call it masterpiece theater or whatever oh, sure. and you would do every month you would do a live uh, one man reenactment of an actor's a, a, a film from uh-huh. an actor's kind of catalogue. Oh sure. But you would pick their least popular film Christ. by far. Uh-huh. So you do it as a live show where once a month you do. I'm trying to think of it. So you do like um like uh Mike Myers's Cat in the Hat. Or oh what, sure, you know, yeah. So you would go through and you would pick uh-huh. what's the thing that everyone tries to forget about this guy sure. that he ever did. Uh-huh. And I love the idea of doing that as a series and really committing to like. Yeah. Doing it, doing it real justice. For Absolutely, this just garbage. Film. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people would take it seriously, though? Do you think you'd have serious theatre goers like they're really getting a lot out of this? They're really seeing some themes here. Yeah, I mean, maybe out of I the should, love guru. Maybe I should. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should pitch it to like the Melbourne Theatre Company yes. and try and get some big bucks. For Melbourne it. Festival, the very vague of yeah. Melbourne Festival, yeah, it isn't yeah. really anything. Yeah. <laughs> So, no credentials established, Tommy. I think we've, I think we've, are all comedians nerds, just generally? Oh, it's a weird mix because it's part nerds and then part, uh, real sports fans. That's true, I guess, yeah. And sometimes operating within the same body, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Which I find, yeah, which is kind of, I find weird, but yeah, I guess, Overall, are there more fans of, um, Batman, or are there more fans of like, Suarez, who Ooh, I'm assuming is some sort good, of soccer fan, good, soccer yeah. player, yeah. Um, soccer the, fan. He's the, a fan. I mean, yeah. he's a fan of You'd the You'd hope game. so, yeah. yeah. That's the extent of my knowledge about soccer. I, Suarez. I honestly reckon it's like 50-50. Huh. I, re- I really think it's like half and half. Yeah. Love it. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. The term nerd has become a bit muddied. I think. It has, yeah. It's been co-opted by... Yeah, yeah. Anyone who just wears glasses without yeah. proper lenses in them, I think it's yeah. Nerd. yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of the fashion industry is like we need more stuff to sell to people. So, black frame glasses, yeah. t-shirts with like you sometimes you'll see somebody with like a Superman, no, Superman, like a like a. I, I ran into a girl at a party and she was wearing a Luke Cage Power Man t-shirt, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is my people. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a great old chat with her, and no, she had no idea. Yeah, what it, what it was, and that's not her fault. Like she just saw it, she was like, "This is a cool like visual image from the '70s." Well, mutual friend of ours, Carl Chandler, who oh, I sure. do my Your podcast, podcast wife. with, 
He, my podcast wife, yes, he, uh, he has a neon Genesis. Evangelion t-shirt, uh, yes. T-shirt that I think he just bought in Thailand. Cause uh-huh. he just liked the design. And so yeah. every now and then we'll do our podcast and we'll put a photo up of us, you know, with the guests from that uh-huh. week. And then people just on the photo on Facebook are like, oh, Carl, you like neon Genesis? Yeah. And then he goes, and then he responds. Who's your favorite Eva? He responds in kind by going, no, that's for fucking nerds. And then they go, oh, like, yeah. I just said I really like it. Yeah. No, shoot down your fans. That's what I but, say. Yeah. I, I, I would say I'm a nerd in the, in the sense of I was a real indoor kid growing yeah, up. Uh-huh. So I didn't, uh, I didn't play sports and stuff. I preferred like yeah, reading yeah. and playing video games and stuff like that, which I feel like is the true kind yeah. of criteria. And I think you do evolve. Like now, like I, I feel your, like on the pulse of kind of like it evolves from being oh, I'm a nerd whatever to being like on the pulse of stuff. like any time you tweet about a band or something like that I'm mm. like I should get into that because that's well I'm a nerd I'm a nerd for music I don't know uh, if that counts as the same thing but I do like I spend a lot of my free time searching for music uh-huh. video games are another big one that I think mostly Nintendo oh sure stuff and do and then yeah comics I kind of come and go from a bit uh-huh. but yeah anyway just, just hard wanted to, to back that up because you said. We've established your nerd credentials, which until we got further into it was just me taking people's money to perform a sequel <laughs> to an action movie in front of them. I was like, I don't know if that really qualifies me as a nerd, but yeah. That's more a canny businessman. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's pretty great. Do you want to get in the news? Let's do it. Roughly the news. This, yeah. is our, this is our new segment. Okay, did you see The Expendables 3? You know what? I didn't yet. I, I Yeah, again, so just to really backtrack on everything we've just established, I, I don't think I've seen a movie for a couple of months. Wow, it's been a little while since I've been to the old cinema. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, a lot of the time I only go to the cinema because I'm legally forced to by this podcast. Sure. So, um, legally. So you yeah. get heavily, you get an infringement notice in the mail. <laughs> <if you laughs> don't. Well, it's more, I feel it's, it's sort of a gypsy curse. I've been bound to do this podcast forever. I think that's more, yep. that's okay. more what it is. Yep. Okay. So the gypsies, the original nerds. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so the Expendables 3 did not do well at the box office. Like the domestic, like in the US, like the first one did like a hundred million dollars, the second one did eighty million dollars, and the third one did I think thirty-eight million dollars. I love the thinking of well, the second one dipped down a little bit, so let's yep. let's roll the dice a third yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So um, Expendables three also not only did it not kill at the box office, but the Lionsgate who, who produced it were like, well, it's got to be piracy. You know, oh, okay. piracy has killed it, but it wasn't even because you can now you can track like the the top piracy box office, mm-hmm. and it didn't even make that. Right. Like, it was, like, number four under Captain America 2 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Divergent. Right. So it wasn't even... Like, they, they didn't even crack that box office. That's wild that they can... That there's that they can track the piracy box office. Though, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't... I've got to be honest, I haven't seen any of the Expendables movie, and I should... I Because to you this Con Air show, I've yeah. gone and watched a lot of the old... Uh-huh. Because I, I'd never seen Point Break, I'd never uh-huh. seen... I'd never seen Under Siege, yep. which is kind of relevant to our interest because it is on a boat. More, yeah, um, also relevant Under Siege 2 on a train. Yeah, well, that's, that I didn't get round to that, oh, which no, I sort of had to draw a line because we were just... Mudding it by just putting too many. Yes, just, just exactly. We've we just lifted characters straight out <laughs> right. of Under Siege. Uh-huh. But Under Siege is one of it's it's bizarre that it was a blockbuster because not much happens in it. Mm. For an action movie blockbuster, there's a lot of like Con Air is just constant explosions and yep. shit crashing into it, uh, each other. But Under Siege is just a lot of sneaking around. There's a lot of sneaking. There's a lot of sneaking, and then. 
there's a lot of sneaking. There's a brief amount of nudity for 15 year olds. Yes. And then there's a knife fight. Yeah. That's pretty much. Like I really like. But what it. a knife fight. Yeah, I really like it, but it's 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 like the most boring blockbuster ever. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I love it because I found it interesting to watch because. It's so long ago that Steven Seagal and Gary Busey both look, they look really good in it. Like, yeah, they totally. look like young dudes. Uh-huh. And then Tommy Lee Jones comes along and he even then looks like 57 years old. Yes. Like he's always looked like an old man. Yeah, and he, which, hasn't, he seemingly hasn't aged since then either. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he, no he's aged. Like, oh, well. Now he looks like he's 107. Oh, great. But, yeah, but, um, but yeah, so Expendables 4, I reckon they'll, Expendables 4, they'll maybe do in like 20 years. Yeah, well the rumour is the Expendables, it's going to be oh. all female cast. Okay. Yeah, so but anyway. um. So who are you bringing in? Just like, what, the Charlie's Angels? Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2 would oh, probably yeah. go in. Um, uh, what's her name, Lilu from The Fifth Element? What's her face? You know, that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Kate Beckinsale from the Underworld films? Mm-hmm. All them. Anyway, um... Uh, Millennium has formed a team of lawyers to sue, track down and sue everybody who's illegally downloaded Expendables Three. <laughs> that's, that's the news here. That's, That'll show them. Yeah, I know, right? So what they get? They get that sweet money out of the pirates, and then yep. they can tack that onto the box office. Yes, and, and they then... go, "Well, we matched the hundred million of yeah, number yeah. one." Well, I mean, because you know, if you buy a ticket at the box office, it's twenty bucks. But if you sue somebody for illegally downloading. You can get thousands of dollars. Yeah, from them, exactly. Which makes perfect sense when you think about it. That see, that's the thing they're always threatening, isn't it? That if you've downloaded anything, if you've downloaded a movie once, you're yes. going to be sent to the clink. Exactly. And it's yeah. yet to like I years ago I got a I got an email from the uh, our internet provider at the time. Oh sure, yeah. Because I downloaded an episode of Dexter, and it was like they tracked it. Like the it was from. The studio that makes uh-huh. Dexter had emailed our internet company and gone, we found this on your ISP, so you need to take legal action on this person. And it was just that forwarded and then them base at the internet company basically going, yeah, don't do that again. Like right, they, yeah. they didn't care at all. Like exactly, why, why yeah. do they give a shit? Like hmm. that's, that's why people are paying for hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes of their service. Yeah. What, illegally what else is it stuff. for? It's not for YouTube videos of cats. I mean, it might be. Exactly. It's such a weird put, like kind of push and pull like between yeah, yeah. these guys where they're never going to like, but until they like, it's such an empty threat. Like no one takes it seriously. I kind of take it a little bit seriously. Do you really? I kind of do. Yeah. Do you, so you don't, I fear, I fear the internet being cut off from my house and other you, people being, being really mad that, at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's do you mostly have that fear it. that you would be, that one unlucky guy that they make an example of. Yeah, kind of, And you of, yeah. download, like, one song illegally and you go away for, like, life. Yeah, or it's, like, $1.4 million or something like that. <laughs> They've got some sort of weird algorithm to calculate it and they're like, oh, yeah, you owe us $1.4 million or you yeah. go to jail. Because it would be that, wouldn't it? It would just be you, you just, yeah, there's got to be one unlucky dude who... Yeah, they've got to make an example of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you read this story that I, I think someone told me this turned out to be fake, but this kid... Uh, what kids do now when they play like online video games is to get oh, people. Oh, they SWAT back. people. They call up swatting. Yeah, they call up the SWAT teams and say, "Oh, th- this guy's making a bomb at this address." Like yep. they find out their address, and a kid apparently did that, and he got like twenty-five years. He's like sixteen yeah. years old or whatever for inciting they, terrorism or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because they had to make an example of him. Uh, my girlfriend told me that she found out it was fake. Oh, that's disappointing. That's I, ruined the magic thing. Yeah, but uh, but she was going. That's a bit rough. I'm like. He called a fucking SWAT team yeah, on yeah. his house. But apparently like, that, like, that's a re- like, because, you know, everybody's in with the headset and they're on their webcam or whatever. Mm. You can see their, you know, their, their bedroom door behind them or whatever. Apparently it's just like, it's like a, a fun thing to do to just watch them acting smug because they've beaten you in 
you know, World of Warcraft or whatever, yeah, and, and then, then the SWAT team kicks the door in. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's an actual real trend, but I kind of hope it is. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Like it's kind of like yeah. My girlfriend felt real empathy for this kid who'd gone away, and it's like no, he's he sort of deserves it. Like yeah. good. Mm. That's a brutal thing to do to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Cool. More news. More news. That. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of this is a news heavy this is a news heavy episode uh, and then we'll get to some other stuff later. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll get to another. Hey, there's a lot of news in the world. There is We've a lot of go news through in the world. And this is the most important news of all. Yes. Uh, the new Deadpool movie has a release date. Yes. February 16, 2016. Now I've I was I briefly was looking at this the other day. Now uh-huh. this is a this is another one of those ones that's kind of. Sort of stopped and started. It's been in limbo for a really long time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we had a preview of Deadpool in X Men Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. which was not a good film yeah. at all on any level. <laughs> really, just it made people mad because Deadpool is like an internet fan favorite character. Yeah. Because he's he's in on the joke that he's a comic book character and he's super violent. Yeah, I've read a couple of issues of it, and he's sort yeah. of constantly talking to you, the reader, going, yeah, yeah. "Check out these ones." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is his catchphrase. <laughs> Check out these ones. It's a good, someone should snap that up as a catchphrase. That's for a right, yeah. Because that's good. That's real, it's very concise. Gets <laughs> to the point. Cuts to the root of, you know, what, what speak superhero is all about. Ones could be anything. You just want people to check, check out, out these, these ones. ones. That's all any of us are looking for is just someone to check to out our ones. Check out our ones. <laughs> our respective ones. Mm. So anyway, Deadpool has been a disaster. Mm. From, you know, cinematically from beginning to end here and people, people are still holding out hope. Do you want to see a Deadpool movie? You're completely indifferent. On this podcast, by the way, you're allowed to be completely indifferent to a piece of news. Sure. You don't right. have to display any kind of enthusiasm <laughs> for any of it. You could, from this point forward, you can just be like, I just don't care. Yeah. I just think anything that is so frequently delayed, the yep. odds of it being good and living up to, you know, Chinese democracy style. Yes. It's sort of, can it be good? Like when it's yeah. been, and it, I, you know, you see these things where it's like stopped and started, and directors have left the project, and you sort of go, well, I don't know that that bodes well for. There must be some reason why that's happening. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Edgar Wright uh, is off Ant Man, and yeah, you go, yeah. well, something's going on there. Something. Yes. That doesn't speak to them having a good idea of what the movie like. How, and someone yeah, yeah. comes in and takes it over. Mm. How's it going to be good when it's like watching it knowing that that's what's happened. Yeah. I've said before on this podcast, I will only be happy. Like the Ant-Man movie, I'm sure it'll be, I have a lot of faith in the Marvel movies generally. I find mm-hmm. them always generally quite good, but I will only be truly happy with the Ant-Man film if there's an interview with Edgar Wright afterwards and he's like, that's exactly how I imagined it. Like yeah. I know, I know, we, I know we, bro- I know we broke ranks with Marvel, but they really, cu- they nailed it anyway. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. I'd be like, no, mm, it could have been, could have been a lot better. We know in my, I know in my heart it could have been a lot better. I keep picturing anytime I try and think of Ant-Man as a movie, I keep in my head picturing, uh, What's his name? The old cartoon character, Atom Ant. Oh, sure, yeah. I'd, so I, every time I hear news about it, that's the first place my brain goes. Is you that keep There's picturing. a Marvel movie where directors are having a big fight yep. over a tiny little cartoon ant. Yeah, you're picturing Inch High Private Eye. Oh, yes, there he is. <laughs> yep. Now, when's check that out, movie coming Check out on? that one. Whatever happened to that? Oh, that there was a... A Hong Kong Fui movie they were going to make. No. Yeah, they did. They released a... Um, Eddie Murphy was going to be the voice of it. Oh, well, that's probably it. And they released a CGI picture of... But that's where they're getting now, where they're just going into all the obscure ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one has that they much did underdog. anymore. Yeah, Underdog. Animated superpowered dog. Which sure. was voiced by... Was it voiced by Jason Lee, or was he... I think, it was, human I think it was voiced by Jason Lee. Right, yeah. there you go. Mm, yeah. Jason Lee has made a lot of, <laughs> a lot of great choices and a lot of 
Awful choices. One, my favourite of his great choices is naming his daughter Pilot Inspector. Oh, which yeah. is And that's, that is, I think, the hubris of celebrities, where they're like, I'm going to be famous forever, and my child will be protected from bullying by my fame. I think well, that's what it is. This is what I was saying to someone the other day, that it, like I don't know that enough people consider. When you're naming a kid, it's not just about like having a cool name that looks good or is going to you know influence their life. You've got to think... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their 
business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. For maybe, for, for potentially 10 years or so, you're going to be yelling that name yeah, in the absolutely. supermarket, at the park. Yep. So you've got to, I, if I ever have a kid. Pilot inspector yeah. with a K. <laughs> Pilot inspector, making sure you get that hard K yeah, yeah. out. That's going to be my chief consideration is, is this going to be pleasing for me to yell out in anger? Bluey. Bluey Dasilo. Bluey Dasilo. Yep. See, I've got a weird one where my full name is Thomas, mm-hmm. but my parents that is have a weird one. never called me that. Huh. They've never, because you know, people, told. yeah, people will often say, you know, they have, um, like, you know, if, like Nicholas or whatever, uh-huh. that they're, that they don't, their parents only ever called them that when they were in trouble. Yeah. Huh. But my parents never even resorted to Thomas when I was in trouble, huh. which is kind of a weird one. Just got the belt out. Mm. Great. Just straight to the belt, <laughs> yep. which they, they'd inscribed Thomas along the <laughs> edge of the belt. So it was printed backwards on my arm from all the lashings I received. Fantastic. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bringing out some revelations on this podcast, and I yeah. think it's important. Can I quickly tell a Jason, a vaguely Jason? Oh, you're sorry. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, no, this, um, this podcast is nothing but a series of digressions. Is that, I, I should have asked, is it okay that we just talk about Jason? Digress? Yes, is that okay? Please, yeah. Um, a couple this is a bonus ago, episode. <laughs> be grateful for what you get, listeners. I, no, I'm sorry. Please listen. I was in Sydney a couple of years ago, and uh, we, me and a friend were getting a lift. I was doing the Sydney Comedy Festival, and uh-huh. they have people kind of drive you around, and we got this lift uh, with this uh, 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 someone who was a driver for the festival. Uh-huh. And me and my friend were sort of talking about times that we've met um, uh, famous people and kind of embarrassed ourselves. And uh-huh, sure. Just stories of, oh, and then I said this, what a dickhead. And the driver goes, she's this kind of young lady. She said, um, well, since we're name dropping, can uh-huh. I give a name drop story? And we're like, oh, not that we were just sort of name dropping yeah. for the sake of it. There's stories of embarrassment, but sure, go ahead. And she goes, um, my, it was, I've been to Beck's house. Beck the singer. The musician, sure. Musician, yeah. sure. Um, because my sister is married to Jason Lee. And huh. we were like, I don't know that that's really in the vein of the stories that we <laughs> yeah. were talking about, but sure. Yeah. And then I go, oh, that's, wow, that's cool. And then I was just going, oh, man, I love Jason Lee. Like, what's he like? And she was like, oh, he's the nicest guy. He's so great. And uh, one time we're doing this. And I'm like, oh, cool. Just getting off on hearing all these Jason Lee stories. And then I think for a few seconds and I go, so, so Beck and Jason Lee, they're both Scientologists. Scientologists. So, so is your sister? And she goes... Yeah, she's a Scientologist and I am too. And I go, and it's like the only time in my life I've ever been in front of someone who's gone, I am into Scientology. All of a sudden you're in a Scientology car. Yeah. And the doors lock. Well, that's it. And so I start going, oh, just dickheading around. Right, right. Because to me it's still, it's it's hard to... Like, I've never met someone who says I'm into it, so I'm going, ha, ah, ha, yeah, take, let's go do some Dianetics or whatever. Let's go meet like, Xenu. Let's go on a spacecraft. <laughs> and she's like, it's not a thing that you just go and do, like, we, but we can, I can actually take you now and go do Get a reading. if you would like. Get an like, e-meter reading. Oh, well, yeah, just to, just to the restaurant's fine. Yeah. But yeah. There was a point in my life where I very easily could have found myself because I think that's Enlightened. how, like, yeah, I, I would go in and go, what a great joke this is to pretend to be doing yep. Dianetics. And then midway through I'd go, 
Now this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> they flash a strobe light in your face yeah. as soon as you enter the door, and you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm in open to new ideas now." Yeah, be great. So anyway, shout out to any uh, Scientologist listeners. Thank that you. you have. Email in, please. Yeah, we'd be excited for that. Um, anyway, Deadpool, blah blah. Yeah, it's got a release date. That's fine. Um, yep. Are you excited for it? E- yes, but I think they're going to have to walk a fine line between it being like a good genuine action film mm. and being like, oh, we're all in on this joke and it's kind of a funny... This, yeah, everything's yeah. going to be a nod and a wink. There's some test footage that was released recently and it looks really good. I saw that, yeah. yeah. Who's playing it? Uh, well, there's no confirmation yet, but since it was Ryan Reynolds in the previous one, 99% of people are hoping for that. But oh, okay. he's, he's tweeted that, you know, isn't it great that, you know, social media and blah, blah, blah can get all this excitement going and, you know... Yeah. I think... Could there be a better choice than Ryan Reynolds? He, he sort would of, be good, yeah. yeah. He would be good. He sort of lost his, his celebrity shine, though, a little yeah. bit. Like, he's not, his star isn't on the rise anymore. I, I would love to see him do... Like, I, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I, I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd probably hate it. But back in the day, I used to really love Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place. Yeah, me too. I thought it was sure. a really good show. I thought he was really funny in if that. If we're admitting things. Yeah, and he never does... He doesn't really do much, like, comedy stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'd be a good choice if he was in that sort of mode. Yeah, yeah. And if they brought in the yeah. other two from Two Guys, A Girl, and a Definitely Place. Definitely those two, sure, yeah. Pete and, was it Pete and Berg? It was Berg, yeah. Berg. Yeah. Was Berg Ryan Reynolds or was he... I think Berg, I think Berg was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And the girl... Was Pizza bring, Place. Yeah, if they yeah. bring... Yeah, they just should set Deadpool in a pizza place. I think so, yeah. They should make it a... What they should do is they should just package together a series of episodes of Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place and re- release them cinematically, you Well, they should have the Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place reunion within Deadpool. Like how yeah. they did that season of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they did the Seinfeld reunion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be real... That's really going to... Yeah. And that's... And again, that's in the spirit of Deadpool. Yes. That wouldn't, that wouldn't look People out People would be place. like, oh, this is so self-referential. He's wow. got us. This is how next level. far up their own asses could they get? <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> okay, Ghostbusters news. Ghostbusters 3. Here's another film that's been in limbo for decades yeah. at this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people don't really want it to happen. Give Bill, up. Bill, Just, Murray, Bill yeah. Murray doesn't want it to happen. Um, Harold Ramis died yeah. because he didn't want to be in it. That's yeah. pretty much the reason. <laughs> His dying just, thoughts were, well, at least I don't have to be asked about this in an right. interview anymore. And so, and so, I mean, I guess I, I kind of want to see it, but at the same time, I want it to appear and then just go away forever, and then I can just have Ghostbusters 1, just enjoy that and forget these sequels. Yeah. But now Dan Aykroyd has come out and he said we he wants a full Marvel-style Ghostbusters universe. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't want to just do it and get it over with for everyone. He wants to he wants to extend this pain for... Yeah, because he, he was more. saying uh, a couple of... No, 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 the story before that was that it was gonna, there was going to be an all-female That's right, yep. version of it. Yep. And so he wants it to be... Yeah, I mean, I like, to be honest, I had no, I'd never seen Ghostbusters until about a year ago. I, it just escaped me growing up. So I don't have No that. judgments here. Yeah. I'm I, not the guy who's like, oh my god, you haven't seen, <laughs> right? It's not, it's fine. So I don't have that, I don't really have strong feelings either yep. way towards it happening or not uh-huh. happening. I do, th- I, I can't see how it would be great. I can't see, yes. I think yeah, at yeah. best it would just be, like, fine. Yeah. Like, it was a very much a formative part of my childhood, I think. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, we got a VCR at a house, and I was so excited. I'm like, let's get Ghostbusters. Let's go. I'm going to get Ghostbusters signed. It's at the video shop. I'm going to get it Ghostbusters. And then I took it home, and then I realized that Ghostbusters was on TV that night. Mm. And that's why the idea was in my head. Yeah, right. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> so. It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. What It was very weird watching it 
this far removed from it. Right. Um, because, you know, comedy, comedy of every genre of film dates very badly. Definitely. And yeah. it's, it's, there's, if you're watching that in a 2014 mindset, yeah. there is not a lot of laughs in that movie, I have to see, say. I, see, I was going to say, and I think maybe it's because I saw it so young, mm. it still feels, like I've seen it quite recently, it still feels funny to me. And like the special effects don't seem wildly dated, like they're not yeah. great, but they, they've, they've, they figured out their limitations and like, we won't go over the top with this. Well, the last 20 minutes, I really liked it because I like comedy films that are sort of have a bit of action in them. Yep. Like, and the end of that is just, just full on. Yeah. Like, yeah. just really intense and yeah. no jokes really happening. Yep. Like, I kind of like those movies where the characters are all kind of dumb and there's a lot of jokes early on in the setup and then uh-huh. the back end is just real commitment to just, you know, full-on action. Have and you seen, I think I mentioned this in the podcast before, there's a film called Operation Endgame and it's got, like, Zach Galifianakis and Rob Corddry and Adam Scott. Oh, right. It's, it's, no, like, a whole, it's like an all-star cast of, like, comedians. Jeffrey Tambor's in it. Yeah, right. And it's, it's like a spy movie set in, like, an underground, like, spy headquarters. And it starts out as, like, exactly like that. It's like a wacky, fun kind of, like, it's all jokes and banter and these guys hate each other because they're in opposing spy teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like, the last act is, like, this gruelling, brutal horror film where everybody gets murdered. Oh, wow. It's... Is it good? It's a weird change in tone. I'd say watch it if you haven't. I'd love to start a, a review podcast and I just have that sound that you made just then. Ah! <laughs> and that's what we use for, it's either, we either don't review it. Yep. Or it gets a, ah! I think, no, actually, I think it should be for reviewing, like, cause movies fine, like you can pay out on somebody's movie because you don't know them. You yeah. should be reviewing people's, like, personal, like, Life choices. Life choices show, like somebody's comedy festival show or something like that. Yeah. Like, what did you think of my show? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, what, yeah, or someone, what, what do you think of their new haircut? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Dan Aykroyd has said, look, what does Pixar and Star Wars mean to Disney? Like, that's his, he wants it to be a whole thing. He said, okay, not just in a, mo- a movie or another TV show, but what's the totality of it? The whole mythology from the beginning of their lives, the end of their lives. Yeah. Ghostbusters at nine years old, Ghostbusters in high school. I love that he's proposing this now. It's like, mate, one of you's already dead. Yeah. But, but also, I don't get, what I don't get about his comment is, how is he proposing to do this? How know. is he envisioning this universe? Like the Marvel universe and, and Disney, like, you're talking about things that have been, They've established the, yeah. for, for decades and decades right. and have continued to do stuff. Like, they haven't made a Ghostbusters thing in, like, over to – like, you can't just decide – like, what is he proposing all at once they bring out a TV series of them as kids and then a new movie that, like – Ghostbusters babies, sure, yeah. Ghostbusters babies would be great. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just don't quite get how he sees that working. I think he's got – I think he's had a lot of really grand plans. Like, if you've seen, there's an original outline for Ghostbusters, and it's like they travel through parallel dimensions. Oh, wow. And this, it's, it's a lot. You know how in, the, in Ghostbusters, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, kind of little, little vague references to like, you know, Tobin's spirit guide and all these mm-hmm. alternate, you know, these, these, you know, historical mythological figures and blah, 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 and they're never really elaborated yeah. on. In the original, they are very much elaborated on. 
Like right. it is, it is, it is a whole mythology and a whole multiverse. Right. Kind so they of had thing. this whole idea from way, way, way. So back. I think when he says, "Look, the beginning of their lives, the end of their lives," I kind of feel he's mapped it out in his head already. <laughs> Can I tell this quickly? When uh, a couple of years ago, me and Carl, who I mentioned before, who I Your do wife. my podcast, my wife, yes, my wife, uh, <laughs> we, we, I've been in... waiting for one of those. <laughs> We've done fifty episodes and I haven't had one of those. So. Where does Borat sit on the scale of, of nerd uh, propaganda? Um, we So, yeah, we went to L.A. to do some podcasts, and uh. we were doing a live one at uh, Meltdown Comics. And a friend of ours uh, who we were catching up with, who we knew because she'd lived in Melbourne for a little bit, uh-huh. we were catching up with her, and at the time she had a job uh, at Ivan Reitman's production company. Oh, sure. And so she was telling us stuff about, like, you know, Dan Aykroyd would call up, and you've got him on the phone, and... You know, it's just that thing where coming from the other side of the world, it's like even uh-huh. just even just putting Dan Aykroyd on hold on a call is like, whoa, you got to do that. <laughs> and so she told. Did us you ask this- him about Crystal Head vodka? <laughs> she, oh god, she um, she told us uh, she told us this little tidbit about Ghostbusters three. Hello. At the time. And we were like, oh, and she's like, but, you know, you can't, like, I could lose my job if people find uh-huh. out. That's, that's But she's lost her job since. So that's Well, fine. she's, yeah. But, so anyway, she tells us that, and then... A she was fired later, for gross negligence. <laughs> yeah. Harold we Ramis were, was killed on we her watch. We were wearing a wire, yeah. yeah. Um, Reitman, had, Reitman had put us in a van and mic'd us up to try <laughs> and test the loyalty of his employees. But, no, not far off, because then the next night we did this live podcast, and she came along, mm-hmm. and we're on stage, and Carl just starts going... Yeah, anyway, everyone, guess what we found out about Ghostbusters 3 <laughs> yesterday? And we can just see her up the back of the room going, no! <laughs> <laughs> My livelihood. I came halfway around the, the world and now yeah, that I'm done. And she, uh, yeah, she doesn't work there anymore. Great. Um, I don't know if it's directly because of us, but I don't, I don't think that would have helped. But yeah, there you I go. I think you're directly so involved, yeah. We can't be trusted, so yeah. don't tell us any tidbits. <laughs> okay, good. Don't send the Deadpool test footage to us. You'll we'll leak, leak it all it. over the place. We'll play it on our podcast. Yeah. All right, casting news. Mm. This isn't particularly interesting casting news, but I'm, I'm throwing it out anyway. Yep. Tom Hiddleston is going to be in Skull Island, which is the King Kong prequel. Oh. Have you ever seen a good prequel? Ooh. Um, that's a very good question. Thank you. I'm no, all you about good questions. I don't know if this counts, but uh, I thought X-Men First Class okay, there we go. was really good. That is, in fact, the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think that one was good. Yep. I'm sure there are a couple other ones out there, but yeah, I thought that one was really, really good. Um, right. I don't know who that guy is, though. Oh, he is Loki in the Avengers? Ah, okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. And he's playing what? Some sort of British adventurer, one would assume. Mm-hmm. So the King Kong. So what happens? Is this based on? Is there like an? Is this is this a thing that they're sort of that exists already? No, this there is no. I don't think there's an official. I don't think it's based on a comic book or anything like this. I think this is this is Hollywood going crazy. This is Hollywood deciding. This we is. To see. So I don't get how this is meant to work because. So it's just someone going to find King Kong. Well, Scott. No, this is pre. This is pre King Kong. They don't know he's there. Oh. This is this is Skull Island. It's got King Kongs. It's got. Dinosaurs. It's got big serpent things. Right. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be great, right? You're excited? I remember, I remember quite liking the King Kong movie. Huh. I went with friends who all hated it. Uh huh. And I, yeah, I have, I, I have to admit I haven't seen it since, mm-hmm. but I remember being quite pro it. I, I huh. liked it. Yeah. You didn't like it? I think I switched it off halfway through. Yeah, okay. Mm. It's not, I mean, 
It's one of those ones that you never, like, it never comes up now. It's never yes. on TV. Uh-huh. It's like we all just decided. And it, I, it was such a big event when it came out, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't, see the, you don't see the monkey for like 45 minutes? That's fine. All right, fine. Good. It's fine. God. Because when you get it, it's fucking, it's giant. I invited you on this podcast in the hope that it would be, we'd have some sort of King Kong solidarity here. <laughs> in hating the, this is what it's been leading up to, me hating the film King Kong. Well, we've had this conversation literally 20 times in our friendship off mic, so I don't right. know what would have led you to believe that. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, but no, I think that sounds cool. I think, I didn't know that was happening, but that yeah. sounds, I, I'm into that. This I'm is, into yeah, this is Hollywood cool. running wild. Mm. I don't, I don't know if I trust Hollywood to not I mean, if you do, have an original idea. Some Something with the name Skull Island right. good. Just yeah. kill yourself. Like, Thank you. Th- that's honestly. Yeah. It's all there. Mm. I had something else to say about King Kong prequels, but I can't remember what it is. So we're just going to move on. And if Let's... I think of it, I'm just going to just going to jump in. With yeah, it. just Jimmy yeah. in with it. Let's okay. do it. This isn't really comic book movie based, but I I thought it was interesting. Um, Leslie Mann is going to be in a new vacation movie. They're oh doing, yeah. They're doing a vacation sequel, not a reboot, but she's going to be one of the kids all grown up. It's her and Ed Helms. I find it odd when they reboot a comedy. Yes. It just kind of seems like a weird thing to redo. Uh-huh. Like, I kind of think with, like, you know, with superhero movies or whatever, there's kind of, you know, there's a lot of scope to play around with. There's sort of like, you know, how can you reinterpret the costume? Uh-huh. Like, when there's a bit of mythology to it that we all sort of know, it's like, how are you going to deal with that? Whereas with a comedy, it's like, you're just coming up with new jokes. Why not just, like, make it... a you know, why not make it based on that, but just make it an, a new thing? People don't believe in people don't believe in new properties in Hollywood anymore. Well, yeah, I guess it's very yeah. naive of me to, yes. to to say that, but but also, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird like you're like a babe in the woods. You're so naive. Does that brand like the vacation? But is that like is that selling tickets? Do you think? Like, is I don't that... know. I think it, maybe it's a case of you know, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, made a, made a big, and that wasn't a comedy, but that, that made a, that's made a big splash. Twenty Two Jump Street also hit. They're yeah, like, but that was that was kind of a different one where that's a comedy film that's based on a TV series. It was a TV series, wasn't it? Yes. That was sort of more action based. Mm, yeah, yeah. That they then made a comedy movie out of. I don't know. Again, I the I again I have to be honest. I've never <laughs> seen any of the vacation movies. Huh. It's just me admitting to stuff that I don't know about. No, that's fine. That's yeah. No, I've never seen. I've never seen. Normally, anything. I'm on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Like the the actual host, the real guy, uh, yeah. will say, "Hey, how about this?" And I'm like, "I haven't seen it, and I don't care, and I I would never will." And you get and I hate you. Feels to be yeah. on the other side. I know, right? Yeah. Hey, set photos of the Batmobile. Are you excited? We, you have to be. Like, I'm putting my foot down. You have to be excited for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. I. You'll change your mind when you see the Batmobile. There it is. Oh, there it is. How oh, you... So what's that? Is that is that? So that's the actual one. That's the actual one. It kind of looks like a little. It looks like looks a little like model, doesn't down. it? Yeah. It doesn't look like a real street. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There's a video of it. It's got a backing up beeper. <laughs> <laughs> There's some like some somebody was in a high rise building and they've taken some like sneaky like video of it and, oh, it, yeah, and it's yeah. backing up on set and it's like beep beep. I remember beep. when there was footage of um the one of the final fight scenes from Dark Knight Rises that uh-huh. someone had just filmed in the street. Uh-huh. And you realise those bits without the production of the music and the sound effects, it just looks fucking shit. It really does, yeah. It's like Batman and like 20 guys and he's like, it just, it, it, it really just highlights the absurdity of it. Like, mm. 
a, gr- a bunch of grown men playing dress-ups in the street yes. and having their little protection. Little styrofoam fight. costumes and on. Thinking, and oh, man, this film's in trouble. Yeah. This is going to be really bad. Yeah, like a lot of – they're wearing the styrofoam costumes. They're not hitting each other. Yeah. Like through movie, like they're a foot away from each other exactly. when they're swinging punches, you know. Um, I'm Look, I'm sure when it comes out I'll get more excited, but well, it's, not, it's too soon for me. Yeah, like, it's – this is this is one of the bugbears for me on this podcast. It, it comes out in 2016. Yeah. Like, it's not out for oh, okay. over a year. But any time anybody coughs on set, mm. like, we get we get news. And we're, again, legally bound to I report just, on it. I'm not that psyched to see. I, I, I kind of don't like this thing that's happening now where stuff gets rebooted so quickly. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of, like, like I'm, I kind of just am happy to live with that last trilogy of batman movies which is so good yep mm-hmm. i'm happy to just kind of live with that for a bit and yeah, give yeah, it yeah. like 10 years or something before you want to dip into that yeah. world again i don't i'm i'm not a huge like i, I really enjoy the i enjoy the performances in those batman trilogy i i think they're good films i don't love them necessarily mm-hmm. but i was really affected by bruce wayne getting a happy ending at the like in the not in the actually. last one, yeah, in the last one, like he gets to he gets to go away with you know Selena Kyle and and why do, why is that not why do you not like that? A lot of people think it's no, I, I like that. Oh, I, you do I, like? Yeah, it. I really enjoy that. Oh, okay. But people on the internet are mad about it. You also when you said you're really affected by it, you like oh in a, in a tears positive of way, joy. yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. I like, oh, good on you, uh, Batman. Oh, his eternal struggle. He's finally uh, he's finally you deserve, you, deserve, you deserve a little Italian villa holiday. Oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for all of us. <laughs> That's it's, it's like you were there. Yeah. Anyway, the Batmobile. What do yeah, you think? It looks cool. It looks cool. It's got machine guns on the front. People yeah. are upset about that, but there's a long history of Batman just, especially movie Batman just kills a lot of people and gets away with it. It's funny how people get upset about those kinds of things where, like, like because it doesn't honour the source material, uh-huh. which is just something that someone, one person decided. That Probably was how on it's going to be. To just yeah. draw that on there, and it's yeah, like, yeah. no, that's not how it's meant to be. It's like this isn't some grand, yeah, sort of you know, wide stretching plan. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Batman was, hey, let's have a guy run around beating up criminals. Mm. Hey, let's give him little ears and make him a bat. <laughs> let's give him little ears. Yeah, check out these ones. And there he is. I like how they called him. He's all, he's often referred to as the world's greatest detective. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sherlock Holmes. Thank you. How's he feeling? Yeah, I know, right. But that is weird. It's like the world's greatest detective. It's like he's a, you know, I don't know. Well, see, the detecting is kind. The detecting kind of falls below the radar in the films, especially. I think there's more detecting in the comic books, but yeah, that's in true. the yeah, yeah. in the famously in in the Dark Knight, there's a scene where he gets a fingerprint off a crushed bullet by pulling like fragments of a bullet out of a wall, and then he shoots a machine gun at the. Have you seen? You know that scene. In what? In the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, shoots yeah. a machine gun at a wall, like at various bricks, yeah, and then he pulls right. the bullet yeah, out, and yeah, then he yeah. uses the computer to rebuild. He uses some sort of stochastic algorithm to rebuild but the bullet. That's not detecting. That's no. just putting it into a fucking I, computer. Exactly. I could have done that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That that is the shorthand for being a detective. But Apple are the world's greatest detectives in this case. Yes. His his Dell computer or whatever is running <laughs> is the world's greatest detective. Exactly. That's right. Him being rich is the world's greatest detective, <laughs> ultimately. Hey, we've got some Shia LaBeouf news. Oh, yeah. We have a rule sort of in this podcast, listeners will know, we don't talk about Batman v Superman and Shia LaBeouf on the same podcast. 
it doesn't make any sense. It's it's too complicated to explain. But I'm sure. breaking I'm breaking the rule because oh. James isn't here. Wow. And because this is so juicy, this is some juicy news. Um, Shia LaBeouf lives in fear of a woman who is convinced he discovered the theory of relativity, uh, and she threatened to blow up his house. <laughs> okay, this is, cool. this is recent. This is because Shia LaBeouf was in the news quite a lot a while back mm-hmm. because he he plagiarized a comic book story for his short film. The great uh, Daniel Daniel Klaus. Yeah. Daniel Klaus. Yeah, yeah. I and never then how to pronounce his name. And yeah. then he then he apologized for that, but that apology was also plagiarized. And then it it sort of looped around and around and around, and he went insane. I really didn't like that when he that that annoyed it it, it angered me a lot to start with, and yep. then. His apologies where he was obviously copying things and people go, oh, no, he's doing a bit. It's like, right, right. no, 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 no. He still, he still did this original thing where he put this short film out and won awards for it. Yeah, yeah. That he ripped off this amazing cartoonist with no crediting. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of felt like he got away with it because he was being like self-referential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made me hate him even more. Yeah. So anyway, are you, so what you're saying, you're glad that there's a woman threatening to blow up his house. Yes, yes. No, what I'm saying is that woman's me. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So you showed up at, your, at his house eating watermelon on the driveway, and then when Shia asked you to leave, you screamed, I'm going to blow up your house, I'm going to blow up the world. You are Albert Einstein and we belong together. Yes, I love watermelon. Great. That's me. <laughs> so uh, is this a comeuppance? This is a comeuppance, right? Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah. Mm. It'd be great if that woman did turn out, all jokes aside. Yes. No, actually, no, no, not jokes aside. It'd be great if that woman turned out to be Daniel Klaus in drag. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's been a bit all along. Yeah. That, that would be pretty mate. What if they were working together? Mmm. No, I wouldn't like that. Okay. I love Klaus too much and I hate Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, Keanu Reeves also stalker news. Oh, I'm yeah. just lumping these together. Um, he, he woke up in his house, saw a woman in a, his mid, her mid forties sitting in a chair, just not saying anything. He approached her, began speaking to her. She explained she was there to meet him. He called 911, uh, and he, uh, he just, he just, he I was like just how, chill. I like how someone breaks into his house and he's having a chat before yeah, yeah. he's calling 911. Yeah, totally. Now let's suss him out and see what they're about before yeah. I call the cops. He's so chill. He's so chill, Keanu Reeves. You would though, like, yeah, if you, like, that kind of blows me away, like in Hollywood, how they, you can buy maps to Stars Homes. Like that's, yeah, yeah. That's, re- and I've, I've done it. I've gone on a Stars Homes tour, but it's, it's full on that, that, that's just out there. Did you see any celebrities when you did that? Uh, no, no. I thought it'd be kind of a cool, dumb thing to do. And uh-huh. it's, it's shit ass, cause all of them are just like, just really high fences, so you can't see anything. There was one, I think, um, Stallone's house is like there's no fencing. You just walk up to the door and knock on it, huh. which I found quite cool. And yeah, uh, yeah we went. He's past. just like us. Celebrities are just he's like us just in many like ways. A, no, I have a fence, so he's nothing like wow. me. <laughs> <laughs> he's a peasant by comparison. Yeah, to maybe it's really bad. I was like, I've got a fence at home. I thought I was kind of a bit like Stallone, but I've got nothing in common with you him. You thought you were a man of the people, but you're a cultural elite. Yeah, I lo- yeah I lock myself away. I don't yeah. want any forty year old women in my bedroom at night. <laughs> <laughs> trying to meet me. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, this is again. This is this is this is a cultural thing that happened this week, and that's what yes. we're all about. Culture, yes. arguably. Uh, we've all got you two on our phone now. Mm. Have you listened to the album? I haven't. What I have listened to is uh, a podcast that I really like called "You Talk and You Two to Me." I'll share it with Adam is, Scott and yep, Scott Aukman. Yeah, sure. which is great. Uh-huh. Regardless of your feelings of you two, I'd recommend everyone listen to it because it's very very funny. It's two guys who are very into you two. Um, and they... Ironically of, or not? Not ironically. Huh. 
So, but they just, they're just very funny together and they just do a lot of digging around where they don't, you know, they, they don't talk about U2 for extended periods of time, but they go through each album track by track and they sort of, they reached the end of U2's current discography a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. And then now that this new one's gone up, they've done it. They've, they've gone and done an episode of uh-huh. th- this album. And it's, <laughs> what I like about it is that they're really into it, even sure. though, the press has kind of universally panned it. Uh-huh. Except for Rolling Stone, they gave it five stars. Of course they did. Is abs- which is absurd. Like, yeah. That kind of discredits your whole star rating it idea. Does. If well, you're going to give that five stars. The, Roll- the Rolling Stone, will never. they never give anything less than three stars. Yeah. I- I've never seen it. So yeah. they, they, they're... They're dead to me, yeah. is what I'm saying. So I haven't listened to it, but I've listened to that episode where they oh, play sure, yeah. clips of the tracks and talk over it, and I feel like that's that's enough. Yeah. Have you listened to it? No, I will get to it. I feel it's, it's interesting. The response to it is is really fascinating. Profoundly negative. Yeah, people but, are... I, but people people getting angry about it 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 being in their library without them. Like I think it is. I think it's kind of cool that they can do that. Yeah. That, huh. that, that that's able to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I understand people not wanting to listen to it, and then they've had to bring out that thing where you can you can get rid of it, an app to delete it, sure, yeah, how to get uh-huh. rid of it, which is a little bit insane. And I was talking to a friend about it, and he's like, "Yeah, but, you know, it's fair enough that people are angry because people organise their libraries, and people like to have people. It's like just delete. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, just exactly. Delete it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it doesn't. It's not a big deal. I have to wonder because you know, people, regardless of what people think of you two, people seem to be angrier about the fact that Apple were just able to put it on their put phone this without in their libraries without uh-huh. them having any say on it. And uh-huh. I have to wonder if it was a band that were maybe a little bit cooler or yes. a little bit more relevant mm-hmm. than you two. Like still they'd have to be a big band, but mm-hmm. would people care as much? And I was trying to think of what a good example yeah, of uh-huh. a band that are that are that big, uh-huh. that are like a stadium band, but maybe like not a band that are like a legacy act, that are like an older people. Right, kind of right, band, yeah, like yeah. A more current. Yeah. Like a Kanye, for example. Yeah, okay. Who is still very polarizing, uh-huh. but is kind of more of the moment. Yeah, I think. Be more into and it? I think a lot of a lot of bands, like big bands, are sort of at a tipping point where if they did put their music on mm. on iPhones, people would decide they're not cool anymore. Like maybe like Muse or somebody. Like they're they're a big yeah. stadium band. They're on the tip. But if they do like some sort of big corporate thing, like putting their music on an iPhone, people will be like, well, whereas, I don't, they're not whereas, cool anymore. Yeah, whereas you two have done sort of so much of that stuff already that it's kind of it's sort of irrelevant at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. But I was thinking, yeah, it would be it would have been interesting to see. Like even this is in, this is an insane example, but. A band like the Black Keys, yes. who have a lot of credibility and are now at a point where they're a stadium band and they've mm-hmm. worked for a long time and their stuff gets played commercially. But still, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people would not know who they are mm. if they had done it. And you introduce, and you know, people have made the point that they paid Apple paid you two a hundred million dollars for the album, which they don't need. Right. And what if they had instead given that, that is money actually to, news to me a hundred million dollars. I think it's a hundred million. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot of money because uh-huh. because this is the thing. Everyone got it for free, and Bono in the past has been quite vocal about not, you know, um, not giving music away for free and how right. it's ruining everything. So they've made a big point of saying, we didn't do this for free. Right. We got paid to do it, uh-huh. and then they made the choice to give it to you for free. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, yeah, people have said, which I think is quite right, like, what if they'd just given all that money to a bunch of smaller bands to record an album yeah, and release yeah, yeah. that and given everyone that and yeah. maybe introduce people to something that they might end up quite liking instead of... 
you either hate you two and you're not going to listen to this, or you're going to listen to it and go, no, nah, I was right, they're still fucked. Yeah, yeah. Or you like them and you would have paid money for the album anyway. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't really alter anything in any way. It's not like it erased some other stuff from your phone. <laughs> it should have though. Yeah, yeah. That would have been something great. at random. That would have been great if they'd gone through and they'd picked and they'd gone, nah, you don't need this Jamiroquai album. Out she goes. In huh. comes you two. That would have yeah. been great. Or not even, maybe not even. Another album, just, just, you know, a hundred meg of random data, just on your phone, like personal notes, photos. Yeah. yeah. yeah whatever you put on the cloud. A few phone numbers that are in your phone, a few yeah, contacts. Totally. Yeah, yeah, They definitely. should just do that with your phone. They should just add contacts in there of just oh, random Bono's. people. <laughs> well, no, it's done completely at random. Yeah. But hey, there's the chance that you might, you might get, get Bono. Brad Pitt might show up. Oh, in my goodness. But, but He's now, on the cloud. But now mum's not in there anymore. Yeah. Oh. Right. But that's a fair trade-off. I can always call Dad. You can go around to Bono's for dinner. Yeah. I can always call Dad. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you too. Um, yeah, I think because uh, Apple used to be like, you know, they'd, they'd have ads for their iPods or whatever, mm. and they'd have like a cool indie band playing over the top kind of thing. Well, yeah, I remember a lot of bands, when I was in high school, a lot of bands kind of got big from having uh, their song featured in a in an Apple ad. Yeah. But yeah. You, I mean, you too kind of had a link with Apple very early on when How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb came out. Yep, they uh-huh. had that uh they had that special U two iPod that was black oh, and yes. red. Um and that again, back then they were that was almost kind of the last shred of their credibility. Because they had that album that had uh Vertigo on it that was very yep, popular when uh-huh. it came out. And then yes, since then so it's 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 funny to think back like they kinda did this thing with Apple that was the equivalent of what's happened with this Songs of Innocence album back first time because mm. you could buy a, a U2 iPod that came with the album yeah, preloaded, yeah, yeah. which is kind of the equivalent. Uh-huh. Um, and it seemed like people at the time were like, oh, that's kind of a big corporate move, but they're a kind of, I guess, a cool band that are on the radio a lot, and now everyone's just like... We're done. Fuck We're done with your band. stunts. Yeah. We're done with you being on the vanguard of music technology, U2. Yeah, well, Music distribution. Yeah. Yeah. I We're done with you being the Jesus of... Music distribution. People hating it makes me want to listen to it because I yeah. kind of I I like to be contrary. Like the yeah, more yeah. people on Facebook go, no, this is shit. I want to go. Yeah, well, guess what, guys? I'm gonna like. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna love it. That's right. How bad could it be? I'll show you all. Yeah. Okay. Last bit of news. Yes. Okay. So, um, the season 26 of The Simpsons is yes. is uh, is coming up uh, yeah. September 28th. Uh, this was. Uh, this has been preceded by on FXX, which is used to be Fox Soccer in the in the in mm-hmm. the US. They've they did a marathon, the marathon, yeah, five hundred and fifty two mm. episodes. I follow a lot of Simpsons writers on Twitter, and uh-huh. uh, it was when it was on, it was great because yeah, yeah. they were all just throwing out a lot of trivia, like they were all kind of live tweeting along with it and throwing out trivia and uh-huh. like rough sketches and stuff and oh, stories okay, about yeah. episodes. It was, yeah, it was incredible. But with the time difference, like I was sitting up at night a couple of times just watching uh-huh. four of them and they'd go back and forth and go, oh, I remember that day and da-da-da. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they also had that thing at the Hollywood Bowl. I was just going to mention at the oh, Hollywood Bowl there. incredible. For, for those who missed it, and you can find peeps of clips on YouTube because it was very popular mm. and people, you know, got their phones out. And, well, they must, I, be, I they mean, must be releasing it. They must as be As a DVD, you'd hope so, yeah. At some point. Yeah. yeah. This is the one time I think I'm in favour of people recording at a gig. Yeah, yeah. Because... It was, you know, it, it was called Simpsons Take the Bowl, and it was kind of um, all the uh, lots of iconic songs and music from The Simpsons played by the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra yeah. and with guest stars. So we had 
probably the highlight would have been Conan O'Brien singing the monorail song, which yes. is the song he wrote, the episode he wrote, one of the episodes he wrote for The Simpsons. Yeah. Probably the most famous episode yeah, he definitely. wrote, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it is, it's amazing. And Weird Al did something. Yep, uh-huh. uh, I can't remember who else, but yeah, there were a lot of big names. And it looked, the videos look incredible because they've got like around the kind of edge of the bowl, they had like a, a, a projection on there of like that would change kind yeah of the episode so like the, the songs from the episode yeah 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 oh man it looked so good it was uh, when i when it got announced it was one of the, the the handful of things that i've actually considered going to just going over to america oh wow okay uh-huh. that and when lcd sound system did their last ever concert at madison square garden I genuinely considered cancelling my comedy festival. Wow. To go and watch that. Uh-huh. But then I remembered I had no money, so I didn't. That's, do it. But yeah, it, that's, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, season 26. And season 26 is, huh, they're doing a lot of crossovers stuff this there's, year. Yeah. There's, uh, there's going to be a fa- uh, So, we're t- you're talking about the, the, the Simpsons writers on Twitter were going back and forth and bantering. Mm-hmm. At what point did the banter stop? Like, at what season? Yeah, well. Because apparently the ratings, like, they just kept climbing. For yeah, this, yeah. Which I think is weird because Surely it would have dropped off after about season 12, maybe? Yeah, but, but that's the thing about The Simpsons overall. It still rates. Like, yeah. even though people quite universally who have been into the show for a long time say, oh, it's not as good as it was, it still, it still gets big numbers. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Still, it's still rating well enough to be on the air. So I, I, I think, I don't know if that's an opinion that's really shared by Johnny Public. Yeah, the, the people have told me that I trust on to some degree mm. that the la- some of the later episodes, the, the current episodes, are quite good. I caught one recently, a new one recently, um, and yeah, it wasn't bad. Huh. It was one. It was one of a. It was a new one where they did a bit of going into the future. Oh sure, yeah. And it, it just, I was just watching that, and I was like, "What? How cool would it be if this show just now became like?" Every episode was set in the future, right? But like a different, like it's turned out a different way. Oh, okay, like sure. Like they could legitimately now, like this show has been on for so long, and we all know the characters so well mm-hmm. that they could feasibly just turn it into. Now that Futurama's off the air, they yep. should just turn it into The Simpsons <laughs> does Futurama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just hundreds of potential parallel futures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love, because I love how they do it. You know, when they did that, when they did the the Lisa's wedding. One, yes. which was the first cut into the future they did. And there's one where Lisa's the president. Yes. That's, all, that's an yep. awesome parallel future. And yeah. it's like, oh, there's flying cars now. And it's like, guys, this is like five years in the future. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's funny that when you this think in, in real 2000. time, we've eclipsed that mm. Lisa's wedding yeah, yeah. episode where it was like heads in jars and yes. all that sort of shit. Um, the Lego episode I thought was very funny. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Um, but, yeah, so this season... There's going to be, they're going to meet Family Guy. There's going to be a crossover. Yeah. Uh, that's yuck. Because, uh, like, I don't know, The Simpsons has always been sort of, uh, there, there's some sort of moral, there's some sort of moral code attached to The Simpsons. Well, here's a bit of trivia. I don't know if you know this, but uh, back in its kind of heyday, they did a crossover episode with The Critic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a cartoon that, um, uh, John Lovitz was in. Yeah, John Lovitz, and I think two guys who worked on the were working on The Simpsons at the time. Al, I think it's Al Jean and Mike Reese. I could be wrong, but anyway, uh-huh. um, two guys who were yeah, kind of head writers at The Simpsons. It was their show, 
and uh, they brought Jay Sherman, who was the main character, John Lovitz, into uh-huh. it's the episode uh, where they have the Springfield Film Festival. Yep. And the critics never really been on here, but it is if if anyone listening has not heard it, I. I would recommend hunting it down because it's one of my favourite cartoons. I love it. It's really, really funny. And so they did this crossover kind of to try and help boost the popularity of the critic, which they wasn't rated They had to put well. him in yellow face. Yeah, which, look, which, yeah, very weird. But, yeah, they sort of did it to kind of try and get more people to learn about the critic. And Matt Groening was super not into it happening. He didn't, he oh, really? didn't want them to do a crossover. He thought crossovers are so kind of hokey and they're just it's, just, it's just back padding. It doesn't. It doesn't serve either show. And he, at the last minute, he made them take his name out of the credits. Wow, okay. His name isn't in the credits for that episode. He's an, it's an Alan Smithy episode. It is it's Alan Smithy, yeah. So it's, it's so bizarre for him to have done that. Like, if you know that story from all those years ago, uh-huh. that now they've got a year where they're doing a Family Guy crossover, it, I just... He's certainly changed his values in 15 years, hasn't he? <laughs> what a prick. Yeah, I'll bet he is losing a bit of sleep over this family guy <laughs> totally. one. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, but I, there's, some of it, there's also going to be an episode where uh, they, it's going to be a treehouse of horror where they meet the original versions of themselves. See, from that, the I'm, cool Show. that yeah. I'm into because that, I, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing that because yeah. that's, and that's a treehouse of horror. So it's like, that's fine. They're doing a Futurama crossover as well oh. in the same, in this, all in this same season. Uh-huh. And that kind of works because it's, they, the characters look similar. Like, yeah, 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 totally. Of, Kind Again, of, they're, they're either going to have to yellow face them or... I don't think they do. Okay. But that's the thing. I've seen clips of both of these crossovers uh-huh. and they're not, they're not doing that. They're just, there you go. It's okay. like, the, so family just guy... Just deal with it, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I, mm. It feels like a real... Do you think it's a gimmick? Do you it's think very it's a gimmick gimmicky. season, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I'll still, I'll watch out of curiosity. Mm. The Futurama one I'm genuinely interested in because I, I love Futurama. Uh-huh. Family guy, I'm not. I'm not as keen on, mm-hmm. and I think that's weird because I think that is a very polarizing thing to do. Because yeah. I think a lot of people who are real Simpsons purists don't really enjoy Family Guy, so I think that's a bit of a big ask. Yeah, definitely. To get yeah. people to yeah, watch yeah. that mm. show meshed in there. I'm, I've watched a lot of episodes of Family Guy, but I have no desire to seek it out anymore. Like it's, I was, I'm ambivalent I, towards I it now. I loved it when it came out yep. because it was so the the rapid fire nature of it. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, I just reached. I just reached a, once, the end of my tether and went, yeah. I've completely had enough of this show forever. Once you see, and it doesn't take very long, but once you see, you know, the the, the gimmick of it, like it's just a series of flashbacks and, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There was an episode, I think, of South Park where we go into the Family Guy writer's room. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just like... Manatees picking out picking balls, out balls at random. from at random. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, it 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 just it, it just wears thin, and they try to they kind of try to reverse engineer kind of you know having storylines about character, uh-huh. and it's like we're meant to care about the dog's love life. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, listeners, this is the animation episode. We're going to talk about cartoons a lot. Okay. I've, I've segued this. I've segued <laughs> it seamlessly. Yep. But I thought I'd probably mention that now because otherwise it'd be like, the news is going on a really long time. I'm s- yeah, that's probably it? my fault with all my constant uh, di- di- digressions? digressions. No, I love digressions. They're cool. my favourite. We'd have no show with, if it were not for digressions. Digressy Junior High. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's good. That's <laughs> that's the best joke you've ever made. <laughs> well, I can die happy now. Yeah, good. So, yeah, so because so, you strike me as a cartoon guy. I, I don't do, know why I, that is. I wanted to be... I actually wanted to be an animator. Yep. Uh, I start, the word cartoonist just has for me real negative. It just sounds so. We know some cartoonists. I can't, yeah, I feel like you think of a guy doing 
sketches at a shopping center. But right, I did, okay. I did when I was in, um, yeah, when I was in primary school, early high school, uh, that was my dream was to be a guy who created his own, uh, cartoon show. Cause uh-huh. I was super into like, who made what? Like I kind of knew all the behind the scenes. I'd find out anything I could, any kind of behind the scenes facts about the cartoons of the day. Like, uh-huh, yeah. like I knew, like I remember seeing the Klasky Shupo logo oh, sure, at the end yeah, of Rugrats yeah. and at uh-huh. the end of Early Simpsons. They did the Early Simpsons. Oh, I did not know that. Cartoon called Duckman and go, oh, that's that same people that did all that. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then somewhere along the way, combination of falling into stand up and also realizing that that is not an industry that exists in this country. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of gave that up, but I still draw quite a lot, and I'm always trying to bring more of that into my stand-up. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I love cartoons, and I love that kind of nerd stuff of, of, like, how it gets made and, and like, like all the big sort of ones now, like Adventure Time and Regular Show, how they're all dudes who kind of worked as sort of lower-level guys on SpongeBob. Like, oh, sure, yeah. Like, uh-huh. kind of path of, like... And I think the SpongeBob guy worked on Rocco's Modern Life, so there's uh-huh. that kind of real progression of guys okay. like kind of cutting their teeth, and again, which it just doesn't, it just isn't really that kind of. No, are there people yet. that break in sort of via YouTube? Like maybe Rick and Morty was that a? I don't. Is that a YouTube I, again, sensation? I have to say I haven't seen Rick and Morty. Uh-huh. I don't know because it, the fact that it's the guy who made Community yep. says to me that it's probably more to do with. Him just having saying, some juice, I some Hollywood yeah, juice, some, yep. some Hollywood juice. Um, but sorry to sorry to use too many big industry terms <laughs> on this podcast. Um, he's got some Hollywood stuff. He's got some real Hollywood. He juice. just put it out on the table and he's like, "Check out these ones, guys." Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that is that is fresh squeezed, pulp free Hollywood, Hollywood juice. juice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, mm. I don't. Yeah, YouTube, but it's it's the same with. It's the same with almost everything with YouTube where, you know, five years ago it was like, oh, this is going to be where we find everyone. Right, right, right. And there's actually not that many things that have started out purely, like Broad City, which is a great comedy series, is one, but there's not, there's not really the, the, I think people thought that by now, that's how everything would get Yes, yeah, yeah. You would just make something in your bedroom and put it on YouTube and then it would be a a TV show with a million dollar budget. Yeah, people would be flicking the channels on YouTube and be like, what's this? And it's, uh, I'm sure that day will come, but Mm. I I think it's taking, it feels like it's taking a lot longer to kind of work that model out Mm. than people thought. Yeah, Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, you don't really see... Yeah, I haven't really seen a lot of animation stuff come off of YouTube. Mm. Like I know all those networks, like Cartoon Network and stuff. There, they, there's a, 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 yeah, they're really good at like scouring the colleges and stuff, and they'll do these yes. kind of open, not open submission, but they'll do like pilot programs and stuff like that. What did you like growing up? Well, when I was a young lad in my formative years, uh, I don't know because I'm a few years older than you. I don't know if yeah. you remember this. Um, I can I, never remember how old you are, by the way. I'm 33. You're 33. Okay. Yeah, but I look great, right? Yeah. Thanks. Again, this, that's what all this podcast was leading up to. <laughs> you telling me I look great. If I can just somehow get my age out on this show, that'll be great. <laughs> that'll be great. So um, when I was uh, school age, there was an after-school animation block on Channel 9 mm-hmm. uh, with like Freakazoid and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Animaniacs and stuff like that. Yep. It was called What's Up, Doc? Yeah, I And the that. conceit yeah. of it was that it was hosted by Kate Fisher, mm. who was like... Uh, 
like a really bubbly kind of bikini model. Yeah. That was, and that, I, I think it was to draw in like after school dads and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember In a that, series of inappropriate, very inappropriate outfits. I remember that block and I remember it being, yeah, very confusing yeah, as a young boy. Absolutely. Because you're getting cartoons that you love. Yep. And then this thing happening in the middle, this, this girl that you, because I was a little bit younger, so I think I was still in the phase where I was kind of, you know, you, you, like girls are still, you're still on the cusp of finding girls yucky. Right, right, right. You're not, you're not sort of sexually developed yet, so you, uh-huh. but, but you get, you're close. You right, know, right, you're right, getting yeah. there. So it's like, there's remnants of, I think I'm, I think this is good. I think I'm yeah. going to start to like this one right. day. Well, I was right in the target demographic. You're pulling it. You're yeah. straight up pulling it over WhatsApp. To <laughs> well, I, I, I I'll tell you what's up. <laughs> I switched over once and she was just wearing a Playboy bunny outfit. <laughs> like the black leotard with the, the, the cotton tail and the little ears. And I'm right. like, this is, this is not for children. What is going on? I remember but so being... I think I have a, a, an inappropriate love for Freakazoid and Animaniacs at this point. And Batman and the Animated Series. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, I loved anime, I really loved Animaniacs. I oh. remember they would, they, I remember them hyping up Freakazoid and thinking it was gonna be great and watching it and being a little bit like, oh, I, I don't, I, may, I maybe was a little bit young for it at the time, it was a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. And I had that, that same studio that did Animaniacs and Freakazoid, they did a history one as well. Oh they yeah. They did a show, and that I hated because that was like, you're trying to fucking teach me something, aren't you? Like, right, right. you know that when you're a kid and it's yeah, like yeah. anything that's like trying to be educational. I smell like, education your here. Your bullshit senses are just yeah, way yeah. up. <laughs> um, I used to get very There's frustrated. There's going to be homework at the end of this. <laughs> I used to get very frustrated. Oh, they could show us this in school. Yeah. Um, I used to get very frustrated when they would have, so they'd have a, a, a block of cartoons or, or whatever the after school shows were. And, um, when they got to the end of whatever episodes they had of of whatever show, yeah. the next day they would just start showing a new show, but you'd get no warning. Right, right, right. So you'd tune in to watch uh, – I'm trying to think because there, there were two that I loved that would alternate. You'd be tuning in to get one, and then all of a sudden you'd get Widget the World Watcher, huh. which was another one that was always trying to be educational where he's trying to Ugh. teach you not to trash the Great Barrier Reef or something. Right. And you're like, I'm six. I have no access to the and Great yeah, Barrier Reef. And, yeah, if we were in school and they played an episode of that, we'd be like, this is amazing. We're not we're not doing work. Yeah, we're watching yeah. a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't, yeah. Make us, don't make us watch that. Don't. Animaniacs I loved mm. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was very, yeah, it was kind of self-referential. It was breaking a lot of the conventions of, yeah, of Warner I, Brothers cartoons. I and loved stuff. the weird mythology of it. Like right, right. These were these cartoons from the fifties that were too weird, so they got locked away in a water tower. Right. I really liked that aspect of it, which is um, horrifying when you think about it. So don't think about it. Yeah. Well, my parents used to lock me under the stairs, so oh, I really great. identified yeah, with sure, yeah. Wacko and Wacko and Pinky. Yeah. Um, and I liked that they had all it's those. It's Dot. Other... We're gonna get letters. What? It's Dot. Dot. Pinky, Pinky, Pinky the Brain, sorry. Yeah. Um, but I like that aspect of it, that they had all the... It was like a sketch show almost, where they yes. had Pinky and the Brain were on it originally, uh-huh. and they had those little... <laughs> that weird one that was the pigeons, that was like the Godfather. That's right, yeah. Yeah, all these weird things, and they had the little girl and the dog, and the little girl was always like almost falling off cliffs, and the dog was trying to protect her. Yeah. It was a great that's, show. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's, that's old school... That is old school Warner Brothers. And I had Animaniacs video games that were a lot of fun. Oh, I never played those. Between all three of them and you had to like go through the studio and stuff. Oh, great. Love it. Yep. That's great. Yeah. What cartoons do you watch now? Do you, do you regularly? I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to get back into them. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people on this podcast have have emailed in and recommended Full Metal Alchemist, which is an anime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, 
I gave one a watch this morning because I, w- I knew we were going to be talking about animation. Yeah. And look, I couldn't get into it. Not for me, so. No. And it, to be fair, I've had like three hours sleep, but. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I should anime, try it again. Anime's tough, I would yeah. say. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like, I don't feel like there's any real casual observers of anime. You can't watch like an episode. I you're either and... fully, fully into it. Right. Like, you know when you go to JB Hi-Fi and they've got the anime section? Yep. Uh-huh. And they've, there's tons of them there. Yep. I, re- I look at that section and I reckon you either own everything in there. Or you own nothing, nothing. Okay. or you've never watched it. That's a probably actually a it, really good it, point. Yeah. It really does seem like a thing that you're fully, fully, fully into, or you're not into uh-huh. at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the classics? Have you seen some of the classics? Akira. Have you seen Akira? Akira? Yeah, Akira. I recently rewatched the other day uh-huh. um, because the first time I ever saw it was a few years ago now at the Graphic Festival up in Sydney. Uh-huh. It was the first year of it. It was uh, at the Opera House. And it was a whole bunch of kind of comic, uh, based events. So they uh-huh. had, they brought Neil Gaiman out and he did a, a, um, a live reading of a short story that he'd written. And I forget the guy's name, but someone had done, uh, some illustrations oh, wow. for okay. it on yep. a back. And then they had an orchestra doing a score. It was amazing. And so me and my mate went up, uh, for the weekend just to see all that stuff. And part of it was, so yeah, they would bring people out and they would do a big show. Yep. And then they would also do like a separate event would be like a Q and A with uh-huh. them and, and all this different stuff. And they've, they've bought out, it's still, it's still going. It's the second year they did it, they were going to bring out Robert Crumb. Oh, sure. Yep. Uh-huh. And it was the first year, it was the first time he'd ever been to Australia. Mm-hmm. And about a month before it, uh, some newspaper published an article about oh, him. I remember this, yes. About how he's a real smut peddler and whatever. And uh-huh. he found out about it and went, well, fuck this. And just went and just cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And it was a real shame because, it, and now he's never going to come out. Exactly. And, that was, that was the window. And so me and my friend had tickets to it and yeah, then it got canned and they didn't have a, you know, a big name replacement. It kind of, the festival's still going and I, they have some alright stuff, but uh-huh. I feel like they needed that second year to be really big and it's kind of sunk them a little bit. Right. Like, but anyway, that first year, they one of the events was they played Akira uh-huh. um, with a live score by the band Regurgitator. Who are a band oh wow! I, a band that I really love, uh-huh. and they're a band of stunts, but they're also they're, very great. They, they do do a lot, but they they sort of yeah they're a weird one. Like they're kind of relegated to sort of like novelty nostalgia sort of status. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But like I, I but really, here we're nothing but novelty nostalgia. Well, so no, very true. This is the place for it. Hey, you should Regurgitator should be on this show. I'll um, get him. I'll get Quan. <laughs> I'll get. Ben. Ben. I'll get the drummer. One yep. of the drummers. Pete. Um, yeah, not the one who went crazy and left the band. Anyway, yeah. so they did a, a live, uh, score. Uh-huh. So they had all the, they had a cut of the movie that had all the music taken out. And I'd never seen it before, uh-huh. before that. And it was incredible. It mm. was the combination of seeing this really full on film for the first time uh-huh. with a rock band playing songs really loudly right, in, right. This, in the opera house. Uh, it was great. And they, there were rumours that they were going to release that, that the score that they did or they were going to do something and it's never, it's Simpsons never materialised. Simpsons of the Hollywood I'd Bowl love to, Well, yeah, I would mm. love to see it with that score but I kind of wanted to wait a very long time to watch it again until I'd sort of forgotten it and right, yeah, but... I went in the other day, I've got it on Blu-ray and it's, it's, fuck man, it's so full on. Yeah, but it, yeah. And it holds up for something that was made 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean... It looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's... I mean, that was... When that first sort of came to to Australia, especially, mm. like, I was... I, I don't think I saw it, like, the first wave. I think it ended up on video before before yeah. I saw it. But it just... It was a, It was so... It was light years beyond any animation we... Like, I'd well, say to that point. And it still looks better than some stuff that gets made today. Yeah, and yeah. it's interesting because... 
I don't think it doesn't look dated at all. Like, mm. like if you watched a science fiction movie from 30 years ago that's live action, it would yep. look like shit now. Absolutely. But because it's animation, it's all within its own context. It holds up better than anything else. Like the the science fiction element of it, yeah, the yeah, futuristic yeah. element of it, you still can totally buy into it. Like it's not like you're looking at going, oh, I can see the wires, or that's obviously yeah, a yeah. suit. Like, yeah, oh man, it is. It's uh, it's a fucking full on watch. Like mm. it's. It's insane even now. You just go, man, imagine seeing that 30 years ago when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, like, that, was, that was kind of the, the selling point for when, when anime came to, to Australia. That Manga Video was the big distributor. Yeah, yeah. And their push was, this is the weirdest stuff you've ever seen. Yeah, right. It was like, this is going to get real weird. And then just a guy's face would open up and tentacles would fly <laughs> out and just molest everyone. I know? used to watch uh, on VHS, I used to be really into, um, they had this Street Fighter uh, animated series. I remember that, yeah. yeah that I remember were... the animated movie that came before that. Yeah, the animated movie's really good. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. loving it. And then the series was a little, the animation was a little choppier. Uh-huh. But I just really, I, like, I always loved the Street Fighter games. And, uh, like, you know, there's such good characters in that game that, it, like, I loved it. And they would bring out a new video, yeah. like, every month. And there were always ads at the start for other yeah. manga videos. And I was quite young. And I just remember looking at them going... Nah, that's too much for me. Like well, I felt like it would yeah, yeah. corrupt my. I'm whole not ready life. for this. Yeah, like Fist of the North Star and stuff. Oh like yeah, we just punch see- people's heads off. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the ads and just going, oh no, because <laughs> Street Fighter was people fighting, but it was still it was like rated P. At worst, it was rated like M. I yeah, think. yeah, like yeah. It was a little. It was kind of still a little bit camp. Like there was yeah, nothing yeah. that full on in it. Yeah, but then um, all the rest. Yeah, I saw. Um, because we had the the Street Fighter movie with Jean Claude Van Damme, which was dire, yes. obviously. And then I was at like a. I've been to a couple of comic book conventions in my life, and I was at one, and like I saw like 50 people huddled around this screen, and I'm like, what's going on? And I lit it, and it was like the Chun Li shower scene from <laughs> from the Street Fighter animated movie, and I'm like, that's oh, a I special see. event at the yeah. at this comic convention, yeah, yeah. just playing Chun Li shower scene just on a over loop. On a loop. Yeah, I I would yeah, I'd like to rewatch that movie again. Yep. Because uh, yeah, I feel like it, the animated one was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, something I, I've been, what I've been trying to get into lately, I haven't been trying to get into it, I've, I've been enjoying it a lot, uh, Bojack Horseman, have you seen that? Uh, yeah, I watched the first, I watched three quarters of the first episode. And you don't. And done. I don't, Look, I don't know that it's I, it was, for me. It was on at, uh, a friend, I was over at a friend's place and she had Netflix up and she was mm-hmm. like, what do you want to watch? Yeah. And I'm like, people have been talking about this Bojack Horseman and I... we watched it for about 15 minutes and I'm like, this is great, this is, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And she was like... I, I hate it. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not watch it anymore. I feel like I need to. I I, I do want to give it another chance because uh-huh. I like you know I love animation. Um, the the lady who is the character designer for that is an artist called Lisa Hannah Walt. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope you're and not. I've <laughs> I hope <laughs> we get emails. Top that Lisa. <laughs> um, and I've. Coincidentally, I've followed her on Twitter for a couple of years now, uh-huh. and I love her drawings. I love her work, and so, so she did all the design. So all the the design of it is all her. Uh-huh. Like that's yep. her visual style, which I love because she draws a lot of animals and stuff. Um, and Will Arnett is great. Yeah, Paula Tompkins is great. For the for the uh, uninitiated, BoJack Horseman is a is a, a cartoon about a washed up '90s sitcom star who's trying to make it. You know, might become more relevant in in 2014 yeah. by releasing a memoir. But he's also a horse. Yeah. Because he lives in a world. We live in a world where 
uh, anthropomorphic animals just live side by side with people. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, it's meant to be, it's sort of, the kind of joke is that he's basically, he's sort of meant to be like Mr. Ed, isn't yes, he? He was yeah, basically yeah. Mr. Ed he's on the Mr. show. He's Mr. Ed and Bob Saget from, yeah, yeah. from Full House, yeah. It's, yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm going to give it another go. Is it for a disappointment me, because, is it a disappointment because the cast is so good, but it's... Just for me, comedy-wise, so far what I've seen, it's not stacking up. Okay. It's right. just the jokes for me so far aren't there. And I know that's very unfair to say just on a pilot uh-huh. that I, by my own admission, have only seen three quarters of. <laughs> no, no, we like to prejudge here. Yeah. I, we, I've reviewed a lot of movies in this show that I've never seen. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah I, but, but, yeah, there's enough factors for me to want to go back in. And... Also, to be honest, I've I've only kind of really heard mixed things about it so far. Okay. Like I haven't heard. It's not like an overwhelming. But then again, it did just get. It's been commissioned for a second right. run. So you know, maybe it'll like. There's a, you know, there's a lot of shows that were like Parks and Recreation when I first watched that yep. first season. Is you know, everyone says it that it gets. It's a lot better from the second season yeah, on. Yeah. The first season I just found quite lifeless. Like just uh-huh. like, there's nothing. That, you know, but once mm. they. It changed a lot, so it can happen. Yeah. Like shows can yeah, get a lot better. I feel I I saw a lot of positive Twitter buzz for BoJack before I watched it. Okay. But in retrospect, I think it might have been just all the people who are on the show. Well, that's it. Can tell you if you follow enough people that are involved in something, when it comes yeah, yeah. out, you're just seeing the retweets of all the posts. You go, "This is going to be the best thing ever." Right, right. Yeah, but no, I, I yeah, I, and I love the concept and I love the art style of it. It's funny though because I I follow a couple of animation blogs uh-huh. who. They're real diehards on there. Yeah. And they, they hate everything that's coming out. Oh, of course they do, yeah. Like everything like Adventure Time and Bojack, everyone's like, oh, this ugly style of animation that oh, we're yep. obsessed with now. It's uh-huh. like. You mean hand drawn, like is that, yeah. Not hand drawn, just that. They're all people who are obsessed with the Tex Avery and Chuck right, Jones, okay, the yep. old, uh-huh. the really fluid kind of lo- Looney Tunes yep, uh-huh. style and, um, and, and the, the, the rounded figures and the, and the, you know, the, the real, whereas everything now is kind of quite flat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, quite blocky, uh-huh. which I, I like as its own style, but those real purists are not into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, animation wise kind of being done on flash and sort of very cheaply where it's like mm. people just kind of stand there and their mouths move and there's not that real right, right. kind of expressive, um, the worst culprit of speaking out about that stuff is probably John Kay, who made John Crick for Lucy, who made, uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy, right, right, right. He, on his blog, just tees off constantly about everything he doesn't like. Really? It's, oh, man, it's great. He's just an old crank who hates everything new. Because it's when, so I, good. when I think Ren and Stimpy, I do think a lot of, you know, cutaways to just like, you know, static images and stuff like that. Yeah, so, but Ren and Stimpy, they had, it's really, it's really old school animation, like eyes coming out of yeah, heads yeah, yeah. and, you know, not be, not having this kind of rigid, uh, you know, approach to how the characters have to look. Right, right, Like, their, their bodies will morph and their heads right. will explode and stuff like that. Like Tracy Ullman Simpsons. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he... But I think he even hates The Simpsons. Great. Like, I think he hates anything where it's just... The characters look like that and they just talk and that's it. Like, he right, wants right. people to be doing backflips and when they walk, it'd be a big involved cycle and stuff like that. Right, Which right. I kind of respect. I respect that he's into that real beauty of the old animation. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go on his blog and it's just him just... Holding up an ad, an ad or an yeah an ad that he's seen for a new Cartoon Network show and going, 
get a load of this fucking garbage. And then also going, why don't I get work anymore? Right, right. Just because I'm an old crank. And I've <laughs> yeah. insulted everyone in the industry to their faces. Yeah, yeah probably because you said everyone at Cartoon Network should kill themselves, John. Maybe that's got <laughs> something to do with it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bojack. Again, I, I, the, the voice acting also isn't great, I think. It's a little bit jarring. Like, there's a little it's bit. It's a little bit. And this is, a, you know, a thing that uh, is is big big animated movies get criticised for is just getting celebrities getting celebrities in when you know I know in the past people like Billy West and and those kind of guys those actual Mm -hmm. Billy West who does the voice of um, Fry from Futurama Fry and Stimpy on Ren and Stimpy he's Bugs Bunny he's the current Bugs Bunny he's the current Bugs Bunny yeah Yeah. Um, uh, I mean that's he isn't needed all that often when you think about it yeah Um, he he in the past has been quite vocal about um, these guys who this is their trained job yes and they get put out of work by just getting angelina jolie in yeah. who doesn't need the work on right her? exactly she doesn't need the money selling the tickets yeah yeah and he's right like you see yeah. some of these things where they get you know like zach efron will be in an animated thing yeah, and it's yeah. like he doesn't it's just it just sounds like a flat normal a guy dude. Yeah. like there was it's a, so interesting there's a from a few years ago there's quite a quite a long interview with billy west and he's like I'm Will Smith, I'm a clam. Like, that's the kind of, like, he... Yeah, yeah. He hates. And, and it's right, it's, I think that was probably... The transition was probably Shrek, where yeah. we got Cameron Diaz and... Cameron Diaz? Cameron yes. Diaz, yeah. Yeah, and Mike Myers and stuff like that. And they, that, it really see, sounds like somebody in a room who's not really sure what they're doing. Well, I don't know. See, Shrek is at least Mike Myers. You've got at least he's a comedian. We're he, transitioning he, subtly into Pixar versus DreamWorks. Yeah, which is what I wanted all along. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've got, like, you know, Mike Myers is at least, he's done a lot of character work. Yes. And yeah, he, yeah. he redid all his lines in that because he, 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 was did, unhappy it, with he him. did a take and he felt it, he didn't <laughs> have the character right. Um, whereas, yeah, like, I, that's okay. And Bojack Horseman is, you know, again, at least, you know, Will Arnett's a, a at least he's a comedian. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows timing. He I don't knows, know, like yeah. the dude, the the Breaking Bad dude being Aaron in Paul. there. I don't, I don't. His voice acting is not great. Yeah, in that show, I, I yeah. think he's a, I think he's an odd choice. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like I, I don't know. You're just getting him for the credit of having the Breaking Bad dude. I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't quite and Paul know. F. Tompkins is great in that. I think. Yeah, he's probably well, the again, highlight. Yeah. Paul F. Tompkins does so much character work that he's <laughs> like he on comedy Bang Bang the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always doing voices and stuff. So uh-huh. he's that's that's kind of his you know training a little bit. But yeah, you're right. Like DreamWorks, I feel like they just more they got lucky with Shrek with yeah. those choices because so, then they've done other ones where they've had like Shark Tale. Like who's in Shark? It, Will it is Smith. Will Smith as, yeah. a, as a shark or something. Right? Yeah. So uh, this is this is the loaded question. But are you a Pixar guy or a DreamWorks guy? Oh, definitely a Pixar guy. Who's a DreamWorks guy? Nobody, who is right? A DreamWorks guy. Who who is watching them? And... It annoys me when pe- like as someone who's really into all that stuff, it annoys me when people. Lump them all in together. Right, like right. Go, ah, Shrek, that Pixar movie. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Shrek, I liked at the time. Uh-huh. I think I feel like they fluked it a little bit, almost. I really, th- I feel that DreamWorks aren't in it for the love. I don't They're think. definitely in it for the money. Yeah. Whereas Pixar, you know, you read up on those guys and you buy those art of books, and they're yep. all. I think it's changed a little bit now, now that they've been bought out and they're just churning out sequels. <laughs> yes. But, you know, they, they were really reluctant to do sequels for a long time. It felt, it felt like an, like a, like a nerd artist enclave of like just all these guys who got together just for the love of it. Yeah. And like there's, if you do watch any, any kind of Pixar documentary or video, you know, there's, they, you know, the workspaces, like they love to be there. Yeah. And they love all being together and stuff. Like there's a, there's a guy, uh, He's got like a just a regular office mm. in the Pixar studios, 
and it, it's just a boring old office with like you know a couple of paintings on the wall and a desk or whatever. But there's also like a bust of Shakespeare, like in <laughs> like in you know the Batman, like yeah, the Adam yeah. West Batman, and you open the you t- push the head of the the Shakespeare and you push a button and like a secret door opens up. And he's got a, like a speakeasy. Oh, in a, in like that a, is it's, so it's called the great. Lucky Seven Bar, and, that it, and is it's so in, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I love I, Ratatouille is is my favorite movie, uh-huh. like my number one favorite movie in, of anything. Of anything. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That yeah. Is a, I just I was very excited to see it when it came out because Patton Oswalt is in it, and uh-huh. he at, well, yeah, still now at the time, especially it was my favorite. Stand-up comedian, uh-huh. uh, and knowing that it was Pixar and having really liked all their other movies, and I don't like I saw it when I was overseas, uh-huh. and I just so the romance of wherever you were. Well, yeah, it was a little bit because I was in New York. It was my first time overseas by myself. I had been traveling for like maybe a month, and then I got to New York, and I got uh, I got gastro. I was very, 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 very sick. New York uh-huh. had been the place I'd been most excited to go. Uh, this was when Conan was still doing late night and I oh, sure, liked yeah. Conan and I uh-huh. was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to a taping. And then I was just, I was in bed for like a, a week straight. I couldn't do anything and wow. I was so gutted. And then I had like, I think I had one night left there and Ratatouille hadn't come out in Australia yet, but it was out in America. And uh-huh. I looked at it, there's a cinema around the corner and I went, you know what? I've just got to do something. Even yep. as dumb as this is, I'll go to a movie because a movie I'm safe if I need to leave because I'm too sick, I can just do it. Like uh-huh. it's not going to be. A big or just deal. do it in the cinema. Just do it in the cinema. Yeah. Which the cinema it turned out was pretty filthy. Um, <laughs> but I just went and because I it was like the only thing I'd done, and it just it just warmed my heart so much. It's a it 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 is a really it's a beautiful film. Like I love uh-huh. the message of it. I love that bit at the end where they just go reviewers. That right, is yeah. so good. Uh-huh. Someone who does stand up and yeah. is yearly subjected to. All the debate about, you know, people's shows getting reviewed at the comedy festival. That big speech at the end yeah, about, uh-huh. uh, whatever we as, we as reviewers have to face the fact that even the worst thing that we review still holds more artistic merit than anything right. that we create is yeah. just, and I love it because it's like if you're reviewing that movie and you're panning it, you're doing so with that speech in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I just, you are maybe love a bad it. person. Have you seen Gremlins 2? <laughs> The new batch. The new batch. I have seen it, yeah. Yeah, which is essentially a parody of the first Gremlins. And it's got the scene where they kill Leonard Moulton because he... Oh, really? Yeah, because well, he gave the first one a bad review and he was nice enough to, to be involved. You and... know what's weird? I've seen Gremlins 2, but I've never seen Gremlins 1. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's... I remember I watched Gremlins 2 many, many times. I used to have this weird theory when I was a little kid that that the sequel... Like, if, if I was at the video store and they had an original or a sequel, I would just go the sequel. Right, because okay. Because I would think... Well, they've made it better. They've worked yeah, yeah, out all yeah. the kinks from the okay. first one. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the covers of the second one are often more exciting. Like yeah. I saw, I'd seen Ghostbusters 2 growing up, but never Ghostbusters 1. Because huh. Ghostbusters 2 has the, the logo and he's doing the peace, peace sign. sign yeah. And I thought, and then you look at that compared to the first one, it's just like, it just looks boring. He doesn't look like he's having a good time in the yeah. first one. He looks and, like he's being busted. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the, 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 the <laughs> But in the, but which in the, he has, yeah, been, which he has yeah. definitely been busted. Whereas come come the second one, he's a little more at ease with the idea of being, being busted. busted yeah, like, it looks like before. maybe he's um like he's sold out some of his fellow ghosts. To yeah, get yeah. Lenience. yeah, he made a deal. Yeah, he made yeah, a deal. Yeah. Yeah. He's a snitch. <laughs> he's a snitch ghost. Yeah. Um, the Gremlins two cover is kind of the same thing. Yeah, okay. A bit right, more, right, right. Of what I remember being more drawn to yeah. that because I think it's got Gizmo on it. Yeah, it's a little cute one in this. This will be way better. Yeah. There's more happening on it. But yeah, Ratatouille, my favourite is probably The Incredibles. I love more, The Incredibles, more, it's yeah. It's more 
Pixar do a lot of sort of meditations on getting old, I think. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's it, like Up as well, especially. I remember seeing Up in the cinema, and by this point, yeah, they've got so many runs on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, totally. Because what, yeah, Wally, yeah, Wally I loved. Finding Nemo, which is the big one that everyone comes back to, I like, but I wasn't as crazy. Yeah. I liked it. I really liked it, but mm. it's not one that I am ever really tempted to go back yeah, to. Yeah. I think The Incredibles also because it's superhero. Yeah. Focused and yeah. that's, that's kind of my, um, that's my bag here. And then, uh, <laughs> that's your bag, baby. Yeah. Um, oh, let's bring that back. <laughs> up though, that first, that bit in, that bit where his wife dies at the start. Yep. I All just, right, spoilers. Yeah, well, yeah, it's weird to be able to spoil something that happens in the first 10 minutes <laughs> of the film. But that bit, like, I just saw that and went, these guys are just utterly fearless now. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they yeah. just don't care. Like, yeah. they, that is a fucking brute, such a brutal thing yeah, to yeah. put in the first ten minutes of what yeah. is still ostensibly a kids' film. Yeah, like Toy Story three had some dark moments in it, but they saved them towards the end. Well, like but I feel like that's that's, and then yeah, you go to Toy Story three where they're heading towards the fire at the end, and they're all going to yeah. die. And you just go, and that bit where yeah, they all just hold hands and look at each other, and you right, just right. go, holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Schindler's toy box, as it was yeah. referred to a couple of times. Yeah. My, uh, my friend, who's a big Pixar fan as well, uh, after Up, I loved Up. Up yep. would probably be second to Ratatouille for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's so much happening in Up, but it never feels like they've really gone, gone out. Of, like there's you know talking dogs and there's all sorts of you know. But oh, it, the it, dog is just yeah. Fucking it, it never feels it never feels like well they've they've gone too far with this. Like it all yeah. Well, this, that's funny it's, that you it's say timed that. It's so well that you're like. It's funny that you say that because my friend's big criticism of it was that he's like yeah I really liked it and then that bit at the end where the dogs are flying the little fighter jets <laughs> pretty unrealistic. I couldn't get into that and I was like I cannot believe that yep. you were in it. Up until that right, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also you're a Pixar fan. Right. Like, there's a rat cooking food. There's yep. toys coming to life. Right, exactly. Now you switch off. There's little robots falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. Yeah. There's. I don't know if you recall about you know about an hour and a half ago there was a there was a a, a whole house being lifted by that, helium balloons. Exactly. Yeah. Not only is that happening in the movie, that's on the poster for the movie. Right, that's right. what you're paying money to see. Yeah, yeah. I love um I love in Wally how it's like when they go back to how the earth got trashed and yep. it's all like people these days look at all these fat cunts and how they just left the earth in a complete shambles and you're just in the cinema going oh, yeah they us. got us yeah. oh. <laughs> sitting there eating your popcorn yep. going oh yeah good one guys yeah eating my personal pan pizza yeah. in the cinema and my yeah. giant giant coke yeah exactly. yeah they are yeah they are mm. they're, they're the but guys. i think yeah i think we having been bought out by disney they have they reached a turning point. What, what's coming? What's I up next? I feel like I mean, this Cars is the same Two. Thing. Cars Two is probably it, right? I haven't been excited about a Pixar film in a long time. Right. I think the last Pixar film I was excited for might have even been Up. I didn't see Brave. Was it yep, Brave? It was I Brave. Yeah. I didn't see uh-huh. Brave. I heard it was. See, this is the the robber they've made for their own backs. Is that yep. their their films are all so good yep. that the expectations on like if a film of theirs comes out and it's just. Fine. Fine. Yeah. It's an, or even really good. Yep. It's a dip down. Yeah. Toy Story three would have been the last one I saw. Uh, okay. Uh, oh no, I watched Monsters University on a plane. Right. And quite liked it, but uh-huh. that could have been to do with the fact that I saw it on a plane. Yep. And when Monsters Inc came out, that was my that was my favourite at the time. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie when I first saw it. Uh, and yeah, the University one was. Yeah, fine, yeah, but yeah. just really kind of bit by the numbers. I think yeah. I mean, I I, I always feel like. I've always felt like Pixar's like, look, we're, we're an ideas factory yeah. and 
when we think of something good, we'll put it out until then just wait, you know. But I think now, now, they're tuning, now, they're, yeah. now they're like, look, we have to produce one a year. Yeah. We have to sell some toys. But they used to be, they used to be these films about these big ideas and they, they did, they used to really uh-huh. have these kind of grand kind of concepts and there was like these, these awesome messages in them and stuff and the way they would tell stories was so interesting and then like, you know, Monsters University I enjoyed, but it is really, it's like it's come out of a how to how to structure a screenplay yeah, exactly. book. It's yeah, very yeah. much like oh, yeah, then yeah. he's down, and then now he's up here. Mm. But they do they have a new one that's I think it's out next year. That is a, is a, is a new one that's not a one of the only ones they have coming out that's not a sequel. Okay, interesting. Good. Okay, that's like ah, uh, you know what? Let me look it up. Please do. Because um, yeah, they've got like what have they got coming down the pipeline? They've got in the meantime here's ne- a- Nemo two. Okay, yeah. Here's, uh, here? here is the secret, uh, secret speakeasy. Oh, wow. There it is, look. Yep, there we go. Oh, man, Little bust, awesome. there it is. Oh, so good. That is great. Uh, yeah, let me try and find this quickly. Okay, cool. It's not a big deal, but it's, no. I think it's, I think it is. Are you aware that somebody has built a theory that all the Pixar films are set in the same universe? I have universe? seen that. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. So we start with Brave that, uh, you know, the magic of that universe has, has kick-started an evolution of all the animals. Yeah. Which is why at a certain point, you know, animals have become intelligent. Yeah. You know, um, because what they do, because they love to put, they'll often as little, you know, as little gags, they'll yep. put little references. Yeah. Like you'll see a Woody on someone's toy shelf. It's right, just right. like fan service. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, yeah, it's funny that they've just done that for their own amusement and for uh-huh. the fans watching at home. And... Yeah, that has led to this someone thing, being yeah. able to put together a whole theory. Yeah, yeah, check that out, guys. Go to John at Negroni.com. J-O-N. It's pretty great. What do you got oh, there? Oh, is, he, is he the guy who has put the whole theory together? I think so. Or he, he aggregated it. I don't know. Right, He's right. probably stolen the idea. We like uh, to here. What have they got coming up? Okay. Where is it? Um, in production. Oh, what are, there's Inside Out? I don't know what that is. Hmm. But then they've got... Um, the good dinosaur. The good dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> like the good wife. I love how, you, yeah, you go into their upcoming films, it's like, June 16th, release date June 16, 2017, untitled Pixar film. November 22nd, 2017, untitled Pixar film. Great. It's like, do we need a release date for something that doesn't have a name or a director? We attached? really don't at all. Yeah, Incredibles 2. Okay. At See, I'm some back point. on board. Yeah. Cars 3 at oh, some point. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. So the next, so next year in June, November, they've got two original ones coming out. Okay. Which, which gives me hope. Yep. Which could be good. Are you going to see them at cinemas? I'll probably go. Yeah. Okay. What's this one? So they got oh this uh, Inside Out, Amy Poehler, Mindy Kaling, huh. Bill Hader, uh, Inside Out, fantasy comedy film. The film will be set in the head of a young girl where five emotions try to lead the girl through her life. See that's that's Pixar creativity. That is great. Yeah, that's fantastic. They're back. I take it. I take it all back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Brad Bird. Sorry, Pete Doctor. Sorry, uh, yeah, whoever all those other guys. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Yep. Who is the voice of the dinosaur or whatever? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Mr. Potato Head. One of those. Doesn't matter. Yep. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Also, Adventure Time. I'm I'm getting into that. I initially a lot of fun. I initially thought it was just for stoners, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. But I've watched a few episodes recently and I'm super enjoying it. I feel so. like that's a thing that must bother uh, all those guys who make those shows a lot. Yeah, because yeah. quite often those guys who make those shows are 
pretty straight edge. Yeah. And yeah. then constantly in interviews is like, you guys must just get fucking baked off your heads when you write that show. It's like, right, right. no, no, it's our job and yeah, yeah. we want it to be good. So we kind of actually yeah, yeah. just see the world in a different way and we yeah. just go in and we work. Right, right. Like Tim and Eric would get that all the time. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Drive you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Be a real Neil Armstrong situation a full, every day. The full Armstrong. <laughs> the full Armstrong. <laughs> Look, I think we've, I think we've completely covered all aspects of animation today. Yeah, there's there, nothing left to we learn. We haven't left any gaps, but if we have, email Tommy Daslow and we, let him know what he missed. Yeah, we went, we went straight from the Flintstones, we <laughs> went from Steamboat Willie Steamboat all Willie. the way through to expend, no, in, Incredibles 3. 3, yeah. They should put the Incredibles in Expendables. Oh my goodness. That would have been cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah, or vice versa, just have some Expendables in. I dare say when they do the Incredibles 3, there'll yeah. be a bit of, there'll be some kind of Expendables reference. All right. They'll have a reference to You'll old. stake your reputation on it. Yep. There okay, you go. so we're going to go to my favourite segment mm-hmm. of the show. Yep. Uh, what you read and what you're going to read. Oh. Theme song. We put a theme song. Yep. I might or might not. Who knows? I, I think what you've just done then is so good that you'd <laughs> almost be ashamed to put theme song <laughs> I think in. So, yeah. I'm doing the theme. <laughs> So what have you what have you been reading? What are you what are you about to read uh, or watching, listening to? It's it's a really oh, vague okay. it's a really vague kind cool. of. Uh, well, I just finished reading uh, Colorless Tsukuru Sazaki, a novel by a Japanese writer called uh, Murakami. Murakami, okay, Murakami, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've never read anything by him before, and I enjoyed. This is the that. most cultured thing that's happened on this podcast. Ever, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I read a Playboy in the Dunny before. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah mate. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I read that. Uh, uh, what is that about? It's about a guy who, uh, when he was growing up, he had these four friends, and the five of them were really close, and all uh-huh. of their names had a colour in their name, and he's uh-huh. the only one who didn't. And then one day, out of the blue, uh, when they were, had just finished school. All the four friends said that they didn't want to ever see him again and that he should never contact them. And so he's kind of lived his life just kind of drifting around. Huh. Um, and I, like, finds it hard to connect with people. And then he meets someone who sort of encourages him to go and sort of talk to these people and, and, and try and find out why they did that mm-hmm. all those years ago. So he does that. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? What else have I been reading? I haven't read any comics and stuff in a while. I, I I'm trying to make a big effort at the moment because I, I have a lot of books that uh-huh. I've bought and never read or never finished. Yes, same. So I'm sort of limiting myself. I shouldn't have bought that Murakami book, actually, because I'm trying to go back <laughs> through and read. I just finished reading before that. This is the end. Uh, no, sorry. And then we came to the end, which right. is a novel that um, Josh Earl lent me about six years ago. And I right. just kept seeing it on my shelf and being consumed with guilt and going, I've got to get that back. So it's just uh-huh. me reading it, liking it, but sort of still under duress of just ripping through it. Just so I can I've had that experience and I've resorted to just finding my own copy of it and buying it and returning the original. Yeah, Like, rather yeah. than knuckling down and actually reading it. Yeah, so, I yeah, I'm trying to go back through that. And then I also, I've got lots of graphic novels that I, when I was first reading them, I went and bought all of them, like, one by one. Uh-huh. And then they just sit on my shelf and I go, you should probably read them again at some point right. to justify owning them. So, 100 Bullets and yep. Why the Last Man are two that They're I've pretty great, read, yeah. but I haven't read them in, like, uh-huh. five years, so I was thinking I should yeah, yeah. go back. Here's yeah. something. Here's something I'm gonna read. If yes. You, if you're looking for a comic book to get into, I haven't found a co- like a physical copy. Mm-hmm. I'll just probably buy it in Comicsology or whatever. Uh, but it's called Teen Dog. 
Oh yeah, home. I saw I saw I saw Comicsology tweeting about it the uh-huh. other day. Yeah, and it's uh it's a, a wacky ninety story about a teen dog, like a Poochie esque character. Yeah, yeah, he looks it looks really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it again, looks cool. I've heard mixed things, but you know, take a chance. It's a buck or whatever. Hey, you know? roll the dice. Yeah. I do know Dash Shaw, who's one of my favourite uh, graphic novelists, has a new book coming out soon. Uh huh. I think it's soon if it's not out already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll get onto that. If you haven't, you should read some of his stuff. I'll okay. read some of his stuff. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take that. Oh, I also watched recently. Uh, speaking about you know voiceovers and animation, or whatever. I recently saw In a World, which is a, a film with uh, late written and written directed yeah. and starring Lake, Lake Bell, Bell, which yeah. is set sort of in this sort of weird cutthroat world of of. Um, like movie trailer announcers, mm, mm. and it's 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 based around the, the premise that you know Don LaFontaine, who was the king of yeah the, the the honest real real world king of movie trailer voiceovers, who created you know in a world blah, yeah blah, blah. yeah, and you know he's since passed away, and he's sort of left a void, and it's these people who are sort of yeah clamoring to make their way in this industry. And, I've got it, but I haven't be, watched it yet. Be the new yeah. Don LaFontaine, and Lake Bell is is trying to be you know, a female voice in this world, which is almost completely male-dominated. And is it good? Yeah, it's really funny. I've, I've heard yeah. good things, it's yeah. Got, it's got Rob Corddry, it's got Dimitri mm. Martin. It's, uh, yeah, it's a really I really watch. like, yeah, I really like, like, Bell from mm. How to Make It in America. Yep. It's great in that yeah. show. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There you go. Uh, what do we, what do we got left in the show? Let me just check. No, very, very, oh, some letters. We, oh, we yeah. get some letters. Feedback, I'll just, yeah. I'll just uh, throw in some feedback. Feedback that's not in any way relevant to me, because I've, I haven't been a part of the show, unless we've gotten some live correspondence I, I, in the last yeah. hour. Ah, uh, no. Not, oh, okay. not, not that's a shame. Okay. So, um, I like the listeners to send in incongruous DVD packs. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a, like oh, a, yes. like a, and it'll be like, it'll be like tri- DVD triple pack at the Kmart or whatever, and it's like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Gattaca. Yeah, like, how did that, how did that happen? The Astor Theatre in Melbourne is another big culprit of that. It'll be like, yeah, Toy Story and Fright Night. Right, exactly, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, so I get the listeners to tweet in, Mm -hmm. or if they, if they say, and there's been some great ones, but this is my highlight of the week. This goes in the the Hall of Fame. Uh, at Philip Williams on Twitter. Thank you, Philip. Um, he's found this double pack. It's, uh, Jeepers Creepers, which was, uh, sort of a... The original? Uh, from like 2001? Oh no! It was I feel like that was a remake of an yeah, older one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'd this seen is, that this film. It's yeah. got Justin Long, and it's sort of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre style yeah. horror film, like gore and, and etc. Uh, and they've paired it up with Hollywood Ending, which is a um, it's a Woody Allen film <laughs> oh, <great>. about <laughs> about. And you might be surprised that this Woody Allen plays a film writer and director. Oh yeah, who 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 wants to make a film and and find love along the way? Yeah, but then he goes blind. Ooh. And then he has to regain his vision, both metaphorically and literally. Can you do that if you go blind? No, I don't think so. I think he's, <laughs> I think, I think he's buggered, mate. I think that's. But anyway, why is, why is that? A, why is that? A, because a, what's it's I, a genuine double pack. I don't understand. It's interesting to think. Is it just? Is it just two things that we've got the rights to, or because sometimes you look and you can find a very vague link. It's like, oh yeah, yeah someone's in both. There's a person who's in both of them. Mm. But that is great. That's one of the most incongruous ones I've ever. That's seen. great, right? When it's when it's mixed genres, yeah. is, is often sometimes it's great. like his and hers. And that, yeah, does, yeah. that doesn't count. That doesn't. I feel yeah. that doesn't count. Thank you for sending them in. That doesn't count because that's clearly just too bored. Two bored people in a couple yeah. trying to trying to figure something out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, one more letter for the day, James Senior. Uh, that's his name. Yep. It's not James Senior. James, but he might have a kid, in which case he's James Senior. Well, Senior's soon enough, senior. because Ooh. on August 22nd, while on holiday in Scotland, I asked my girlfriend of eight years, Rachel, to marry me. Hey. Isn't that nice? As I didn't have an actual engagement ring, I proposed using this. Green Lantern ring. Oh, yeah. That is 
that is a roll of the dice and a power move. Because on the one hand, it's this is what you're this is what you're in for for the next fifty years is me doing weird comic book <laughs> yeah. related stunts. I and, I have and, been and B this is your opportunity to cut and run if, <laughs> if you need it. I have been reading. Um, I actually I'm a bit behind it, but I've been reading Saga uh, month to month, the comic book. Oh yeah, that's really great. It's, I recommend it's that. Really on your good, past, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was a bit in <laughs> someone someone wrote into the letters page and said, "Hey, me and my girlfriend, uh, you know, we the day the new issue comes out, we yep. both get it, and you know, it's also, like I get it on the way home from work, and then I get home and I give it to her, and and she reads it, and we we read it cover to cover, and we often scan the letters page, and so you know, I know that on the day this issue comes out, she'll be reading this bit, and so I, what what I want to say is." Will you marry me? And yeah. so they, they've printed the letter. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, good on him, yes, all this stuff. And then the book went on, you know, they, they took a break. They took a couple-month break. And uh-huh. then when they came back, um, they had the follow They're like, so, of course, you remember the letters page this guy proposed. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> the guy had written back this letter, and he was like, yeah, you know, oh, it was a day that I'll never forget. I came home, as, as I always did, with the with the... With the new issue, and she she opened it, and then she saw the thing, and she started crying, and we 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 shared this moment, and and you know she and anyway, and look, what we've decided to do is that um we, we'll get engaged eventually, but for now, what we're going to do is just kind of you know sort of live our lives and sort of see it's like oh so sh- so she said no, she like, definitely said oh, no, yeah, next. we're going to live lives in separate houses and <laughs> see other people oh, probably, fuck. yeah, it was. Like, yeah. I imagine the publishers of the book just getting that second letter back and going, ah, fuck. Yeah. What they want is a photo of the wedding where they're dressed up as characters, the characters from, from Saga, the yeah. yeah, yeah. this thing of him going, yeah, she's made me realise that it's just important that we both get our lives set up a little bit more. We separate our bank accounts and oh, we just... dude. Yeah. But here and we, and yeah. how hard for him to have to sit and write that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, oh, thanks for printing it, guys, and... It was great and everything, but nah, this is fine. This is good too. <laughs> and that's also the the nerd pressure to provide an update. Like yeah. you, could, you could have just left it, but no, you have to. That'd be funny to leave him hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not leave him hanging. Uh, despite this, she said yes. Hey, yeah, there we go. She's amazing. Puts up with my general geekery. Uh, please, can you tell her that I love her to the end of the ever expanding universe through the multiverses, alternate timelines, and retcons. We and thank ab- her for being my own Wonder Woman. We absolutely cannot do that. Yeah, we Sorry. can't. Yeah, no, not with Tommy here. He doesn't. <laughs> Tommy doesn't care for love. I don't so. believe in love. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Can so she, go- does she listen? I assume she listens. She's probably being forced to listen right now. He's made her listen to this bit. Definitely. Shout As out I'm, to, is it Rachel? Rachel, yes. Shout out to As Rachel. As I'm the official Scott Pilgrim of the Weekly Planet, can she be the official Knives Chow? Isn't that uh, also, wait, he- hang on. Doesn't he, he breaks up with Knives Chow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't, but look, he's put it in and I feel compelled. Hey, Rachel, he's planning to leave you to someone older and a bit hotter. Yeah, so, who has sorry. no real interest in him, but has cool hair. So, whatever. Also, would Nick Mason be my best man? Not really, though. Sorry, oh. Nick. Well, I take it all back. That is such a... Why would someone... You should be a best man at a wedding. I know. Thank you. You'd be a great best man. Mm. Thank you. Even though you'd be in charge of the Bucks party and... I'd ruin that. I'd, you'd pick something weird, I think. Yeah. Not go cocaine. You'd be though. one of those guys... Yo- yeah, you'd be one of those guys that picks a real novelty outing that... No, I yeah. hate those. I hate Do you? Go- I hate... I've been go-karting, paintballing. I hate them all. Really? Yeah. I just think... Just... Park yourself down at a bar. Yep. Let's all just get pissed. Have the obligation of some strippers coming in, even though most of us feel a bit weird about it. Mm-hmm. Let us organise your Bucks party. Yeah. Oh, one, one more letter. 
It's it's just from penis. It says here, and it just says make more podcast more often. So, the we'll, great man. We'll see what we can do. The great penis yeah. has finally weighed in. Hey, I love that penis came in. You had the great crescendo of a guy proposing to his yeah. girlfriend, and we had a really nice natural flow, yeah. and then you've brought penis in just to cap it all off. Look, it was just there, right? It's just come through. <laughs> Hey, Tommy, thanks for being on the show. Hey. You're, you're all over the internet. Where can mm. we find you on the internet? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Dasalo. D-A-S-S-A-L-O. That's me. Yeah. Um, I do a podcast called The Little Dum Dum Club. Which you, you do two podcasts. Well, yes. I'll get to that. All right, sorry. <laughs> you just let me finish. Um, you're an old hand at this. I'm little, sorry. LittleDumDumClub.com is our comedy podcast where we talk to people like, uh, we've had Mark Maron, Paul, the, the aforementioned Paul the great Tompkins Paul has Tompkins. been on a couple yep. of times. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. I also do a podcast where my friend Sam uh, tries to teach me about sports because I don't know anything about sports. It's so called You Beauty. It's called You Beauty. Uh, I've listened to that. I've listened to every episode, I think. Ah. And as someone who doesn't care for sport at all or know anything about sport, it's a really good listen. So, yeah. so fellow nerds, if you're listening to this and you want another podcast. And I, you... think, I think nerds should give it a go. Yeah, I think definitely. People, because I don't know anything about sports. I'm, it's, it's, we focus on the, the more relatable things about sports. Yep. So the crazy personalities and the funny stories. And because it's me, I just, any opportunity I get to take it off into video games and right, other exactly, stuff, yeah. I do that. So that's at ubeautypodcast.com. Uh, I have a show where I eat food with comedians and talk cheap about Cheap lunch. Food, I was going to mention that, yeah. Uh, Cheaplunch.tv. That is uh, a little bit comedians in cars getting coffee, if you like that. Get that. Yeah, I hate it when people compare it to that. But That anyway. was the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we have talked about that, haven't we? Yes. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then, yeah, if you're in Melbourne, my show, Con Air 2, Con Voyage, is on at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. October 4th October is the last 4th episode, the yeah. The last one. Uh, melbournefringe.com.au and yeah, I think that's, that's everything. That is all your plugs. You got them all out of the way. That's all I've got on. Fantastic. Well, uh, we here at the show are at Weekly Planet on Facebook, Twitter and Gmail. I am at Wikipedia on Brown. I'll start again. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. If you want to say hi, I'll say hi back. Thanks to everybody who, uh, listened to our, uh, Captain America 2 commentary, which you can find at Ooh. theweeklyplanet.bandcamp.com. Uh, I don't have a full list of people who donated, but uh, thanks to everyone who did, and we'll, get, we'll hit you up next week. That's really cool. I've wanted to do that for a long time. Watch oh, yeah. him do a, record a commentary for a movie and put it online. It's great fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but people have really been enjoying it. Um, again... Just listen to it for free. If you if you feel that if you feel an incredible odd urge to donate any money, that that would be great. To keep, just keep just to keep the show running. But otherwise, just download it for free. There's heaps of ways to do it. Yeah. So that's good. Um, thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk for our various theme songs. They are fantastic as always. They always make me laugh. Uh, that's the show for this week. Uh, Tommy, we say grab dat gem. That is our okay. sign off. You need to say. Do it. we say it at the same time? Or I'd like I'd like you to say it while I judge you. Grab dat gem. You did it. You nailed it. That's yes. great. We did it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. 
Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.